What's up, guys? Welcome to SpawnCast. Uh, got a couple people here with me right now, and I may have somebody else joining in, depending if of their schedule. They might jump in midway through or something. I'll leave that as a surprise for you guys. But uh, let's uh, let's get started with uh, Max over here. Max, Dreamcast guy. How you doing, man? Fantastic as always. Living the dream. Nice, nice. <laughs> Good to hear, man. Good to hear. I know you and I played some Project Octopath. I think Philip did too. Oh uh, yes. So we're we'll be we'll be talking about we'll be talking about that a little bit. But let me um let me jump over to to Philip, man. I missed you the past uh, week or so. How you been doing? I know I've been very busy, very very much working in the background. I know that you guys haven't seen me a lot on YouTube, but I'm I'm actually um coming back, quote unquote, <laughs> um just as soon as I finish like getting my gear situated. I've been actually in the middle of a big move. So Yes. Um, yeah. You are moving. You're moving um from uh from your current spot to to uh you moving down south? I'm going from California to Arizona, actually. Uh, I guess yeah. that's more like left to right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm moving my entire house, which is like my family's house. Are you guys just picking the house up and like moving it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like just putting it on the trailer and going. <laughs> just kidding. Well you'll basically be my neighbor then. Uh Arizona's not too far from me. Yes, definitely. We're gonna have to get together and do yeah. some, show me some Texas stuff. Yeah, That'd be awesome. Sure. No, yeah. no joke. You come down here. I'll show you the Texas hospitality. Nice. <laughs> That'd be an interesting collaboration, actually. If you guys ended up in the same video, <laughs> I'd be up cool. fun as hell. Yeah, it's bound to happen one day. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let me jump over to Evan here. Evan, how are how are you doing tonight? All right, super busy as always. Yes. Uh, did you want to go over? Um, some of the stuff we talked about earlier real quick before we start. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess we can direct people. Uh, I'm still still in the process of finishing the work for it, but uh, the Spawn Wave uh, Patreon page is actually coming together pretty nicely. We're going to have an up and running uh, Discord that's attached to it soon. So based on, we're not going to go with like big increments of money, I guess at first. It's going to be smaller stuff, uh, but it'll give you access to, we're going to be doing a monthly Ask Me Anything uh, type deal for videos, which you can actually put into the Discord channel. I have all this set up. We're going to try to make a little video of it eventually, but I think we have the link in the description or we'll just toss the link in chat or something at some point here. Yeah, well, they we'll, can check we'll, it we'll out and get started. Too. Yeah, um, but you have a bunch of uh, ideas set up, Evan. I um, I was always so busy. I had a hard time going back and forth between everything. You even updated all of the SpawnCast. The backlog is all oh, yeah, the, now. The backlog of our SpawnCast yes. stuff, yep, that's on SoundCloud, and I think iTunes was synced to it. So that's Dude, you were on top of that, man. Yeah, you got all of that done and everything. So Evan's going to actually be managing the Patreon going forward, and he has a lot of really cool ideas, some really neat stuff for you to interact with with us, and uh, a Discord server that he's yep. going to set up. So um, it's going to be really neat to get all that done. And um, we have some cool plans for Patreon. Uh, pretty much the funds there are just going to go towards making the channel and even Spawncast and stuff better as we go along. So um, there's a lot of cool plans there. So Evan will work on that and keep you guys updated as we yep. go along there, which is pretty cool. Um, so uh, first off, Philip, if you if people are saying in chat, if you, did you not get a haircut for a while? <laughs> It's is been a little long? while. You've been that. It's been that long. Like you've grown like a full beard, and like it, the the, the clock keeps <laughs> I, I wish I could do the beard. Unfortunately, I'm I'm not there. But yes, the hair is is gone. Full mane. I'm like a lion now. Apparently, um, no. I've just been really. I've been that busy that I haven't actually been able to get a haircut. But I figured I'd switch things up a little bit. You know, take the hat off, let my head breathe. 
enjoy sure, the, sure. the California wave while I'm still here. So, <laughs> uh, so there was a, a ton of stuff. Oh my gosh, a ton of stuff happened this week. Um, we're yes. going to touch on one of the more controversial topics, and then we're also going to talk about the Nintendo Direct and some other stuff. But first, I want to ask you guys a little bit about Project Octopath Traveler because it is awesome. Like it is, it is such a cool game. I love that they hit us with that demo because uh, Max and I, once we heard that, we were like, we're, you can go download it right now. We had that like that minor freak out moment there yep. for a minute. We were both hitting refresh. We were doing a live stream and hitting refresh at the same time. <laughs> we were running through the eShop. We just ran and grabbed our switches while we were still on air. <laughs> and we were like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I, I was actually finishing up my Metroid review um, <laughs> while I was watching that, uh, watching your guys' stream of it. And the second that announcement was made, I just like stopped everything I was doing. And I was like rushing like crazy to get that review done. But like, man, that was insane when they announced Project Octopath. I don't think any one of us saw that coming. No. But I mean, just from what I've like, I, and I got a chance to play it like very quickly. I didn't even play the dancer story yet. I just played like the soldier story. But man, that is everything I wanted it to be so far. And I'm so happy. I'm it so, is, so it happy. It feels good. Like the game, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Bravely uh, Default when you're yeah. playing through it. Um, it has that point where you can like charge up from past turns, whereas in Bravely Default, you would actually take future turns now which was yeah. interesting, but it has that exact feel. And it's the same team, apparently, that made Bravely Default, so it all makes sense there. Um, but, man, I love the visual art style of it. It's it's like you were saying, Max, it's like that pixel look, but it's it's yeah. using next-gen lighting. Um, and I know you played all the way through it, Max, so fast. Yeah. Like You were both, so excited. <laughs> both of them, yeah. I played through both storylines because they're just so freaking good. I've actually gone back at it through it a second time now. And I've, I'm just – it's so good. It's It feels a lot like if you just somehow picked up Final Fantasy VI, that entire development team, and just set it in 2017 and said, make a game. It's like, okay, well, we know about this kind of art style, but now you have all these futuristic graphics, so we'll just shove them together. It works so well. Yes, yeah, it, it really is. It gives that. Yeah, it gives me a feel of almost like a PS One RPG. You know, where it had that look like uh, uh what was a good uh, I guess Breath of Fire style look, but yes, it had all the next gen visuals along with it. And that that's a that's a big compliment, by the way. I'm not saying it looks like a PS One game. I'm saying it looks like the PS One type of art style, just like like taken to like eleven. You know, rip the knob off at eleven kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I am so excited for it. It feels like it's actually more done right now than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Like I was playing it, and I guess maybe they just finished those two stories, at least the beginning of it. But the fact that it's it, you could play it to this extent tells me we might be looking at an early 2018 launch. Yeah, that seems very likely. Just because that combat system is actually very complex. It's super finely tuned. It makes me think if they already have that much done, it must be very far along. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, it is exciting. It really is. I'm ready for that game to come out because we also have uh, Lost Sphere in the beginning of the, of the of the year, which does also look like that old school kind of RPG with mechs from like Xenogears. Mm -hmm. So if you're like a, a fan of like some of the old school like retro RPGs, it's a great time to be playing games right now. <laughs> the is, combat system, the combat system though in um, Octopath, have you guys seen, like people have already broken it apparently, like being able to, I guess like, I guess you know how you can charge up your attacks? Mm -hmm. Well, people have been able to like max out over, you know, 999 and damage to oh, get, say like zeros and stuff like that. It's really, really awesome. So I love the combat, but obviously I guess they're going to tweak it a little bit mm -hmm. and, you know, make that not happen in Final How did they do so. that? What did they do? I don't even. The guy wrote like a really long Reddit post. <laughs> I, I can tweet I'm sure, it out later. 
so, you guys are uh, interested. I, yeah. I managed to do, I think, 6,000 damage with a hit at one point by doing a super charge up. I did like a times four strength boost on myself and then broke their armor. And then I did a times four spear strike on somebody weak to spear. And I think it just broke max damage. I'm betting it's something like that. I think it's just a matter of like breaking your own stats and then breaking their uh, weaknesses. I, I, lo I love the idea of it. It is really, really cool. Um, and uh, it's, I'm, I'm trying to figure, I assume it's going to be a $6 game, right? Uh, like, may, I, I hope it is because I think this developer deserves that. Uh, it, who knows though? It does look like that's the type of thing they may sell for 40. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. Could, I could see it being a full $60 game. I think it deserves to be just from yeah. what we've seen of it, you know, yeah. what its potential is. But I guess that really just comes down to, you know, their business plan with it. $40 makes a lot of sense too, just by its graphical style. Um, not to say I think it's beautiful, but I think a lot of people, the masses might not understand that. So yeah, yeah. especially if it's like, uh, like if it's all eight characters and they all have lengthy storylines that seem to intertwine and everything. Like I was even talking to Evan when we were playing it of like what if one of them was actually a rival to the other and you're actually like foiling your other person's path to get to wherever they need to be i still think playing. i still think the best idea would be depending on choices you make along your path you either end up with three people fighting the other four at mm. the end like that would be really interesting but like we'll, we'll see i don't know how deep they really want to go with it well yeah. the, some of those storylines are actually very adult and very serious so i would not at all put that off the table it's very possible that we get something where literally depending on the paths you choose some of the players die horrible deaths by your hand <laughs> who knows you think the physical copy is going to be really cool do you think they'll add stuff to it i hope i don't know so many of the switch boxes are just like a little it's like a PSP case without an instruction booklet so I don't have very high hopes on cool boxes I hope they at least give us a, a manual right yeah. at least give us that no you know don't leave us a don't leave us hanging with just the cart in a case just give, give me some stickers give me some octopath stickers so I can put it on my 3ds that I never use scratchy stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah. it smells like shame yeah. <laughs> oh man um and then I did uh, I actually just got done playing it a little bit ago I recorded a bunch of footage of it uh, I got into the Dragon Ball Fighters beta um, and I've been playing that. Max, did you did you manage to get into it? I remember I talked I, to you a little bit. I, I wanted to, but I'm very busy. I'm working on two reviews that both come out Tuesday, so I didn't oh, wow. even bother installing. Yeah, two reviews on Tuesday. Yes, and so uh, one's an RPG. I'm working on Dengue and Rampa. I'm uh, oh. I like I like that. So I'm working on Dengue and Rampa right now, and I'm also working on the Marvel's Capcom Infinite. Wow. So. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh, oh, Infinite. I, man, I forgot that game's coming out. Yes, so it is. Uh, it has been a very, very crammed weekend. But wait, that's we is that all on Tuesday? Yes. What? That, wow, I completely forgot about that game. Yeah, that just kind of crept up out of nowhere, right? Yes, yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot. That. Um, I can't really say. Uh, I mean, I could. I, I think I'm allowed to talk a little bit about them both. They're both pretty interesting. If you go on Twitter, though, some people are kind of breaking embargo for Marvelous Capcom Infinite and showing that some of the combos are actually broken. They're actually, people are already finding infinite combos with like Ghost Rider, where he does a chain attack that makes you bounce against the wall, and they literally just do this one attack forever, and you go all the way down to zero health. So hopefully there's a day one patch that fixes some of those balancing issues. They don't have like a combo breaker or anything? Uh, no, there is a oh. new comboing system involving the gyms and stuff that's supposed to counteract it, but there are certain stun combos that you can't break out of. Okay, okay, gotcha. Oh, that's, I don't know, I, I, that's the one thing I like about Mortal Kombat is they at least give you the option to uh, combo break and just knock them backwards. Mm -hmm. um, that was, that, I like that a lot when they had that. 
but I mean, just I really like the uh, not even Mortal Kombat X. I like the the one from what was that? Just Mortal Kombat Nine, I guess they called it. Yeah, yeah, I love that one a lot. But uh, okay, so a lot of other stuff took place, obviously, including did you guys see the NBA Two K that's on the Switch? Uh, a little bit. Yes. A little bit. Did you see how the visuals actually looked closer than I thought they would on the Switch? Like, they look a little close, like, really close, actually. When I'm looking at it, they, it runs at 30 frames, but the models are, are much better on the Switch than I thought they would be. I think they actually did get the exact same version, uh, minus a few, like, effects here and there. I think mm-hmm. it's, like, almost the exact same version, which is a little surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, seeing that and then hearing the news about Doom, you know what I mean? Like, we're just con- we're seeing continuing like almost parody or very close near parody with games coming onto Switch. Um, it's just very exciting. It, it, it brings a lot of hope, I think, to a lot of people that had doubt and skepticism. Like, oh, they're gonna bring NBA, they're gonna bring FIFA over, but it's gonna run like crap. Like, do you really want a mobile version of this game? Well, actually, it runs pretty well and it looks really nice. So. <laughs> Give it a shot, you know? And it's getting really good uh, reviews, right? Isn't it? It's not bad. I mean, it's getting the same as the others for the most part. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, that's 2K good. in general is uh, getting yeah. hit hard for its, like, weird currency thing going on right now. But the big problem that a lot of people are running into is we are now figuring out completely that whether it's due to third parties um, or just, I don't know, the cart sizes or whatever, it looks like... Uh, it looks like the internal space on the Switch is not anywhere near enough for certain games. Like NBA 2K, we're finding out the 32 gigabytes is not enough for NBA 2K to even fit, like at all. Because once you download everything, of course, it has like 26 gigabytes um, after you format and use the system storage and everything. 26 gigabytes is not enough for NBA 2K. It, it runs out of space. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but one save file for a profile is five gigabytes. Mm-hmm. And it has to remain on the system. It cannot go to the SD card. Yeah. Which is weird to think, right? It, so all of this is bad, but it also is probably a good thing. It seems like this is probably the cost we have to pay. It's probably like we're going to start getting these bigger, more AAA awesome games on the Switch, but it's going to be a matter of, all right, like it's going to take up all your room because it's installing these big-ass files that the Switch isn't used to. Yeah. it's. it's oh, go ahead, go ahead, Philip. Sorry. I think it, you know, we're going to see a lot of case by case scenarios. I mean, we're seeing Nintendo on their part, their game file sizes are ridiculously small compared to, um, you know, some of the other third party games, the larger third party games. Um, And I think it's just a matter of for most games, especially coming in the future, it's just a matter of learning how to develop for the Switch and sort of um, make those file sizes smaller, Um, compress them, you know, so I don't know. I'm not a coder. I'm not a graph. uh, I'm not a guy who like actually makes these games i just review them and play them and enjoy them and share them with you guys but at the same time like i realize and and just throughout my time with playstation you know with playstation and xbox and all these other iterations of systems throughout time developers learn need time to learn how to develop for these systems you know so we will see larger file sizes now in the beginning but i think towards you know in the next year or two we'll see smaller file sizes come and go so sure sure i mean a lot of the time these games end up so large because, for example, audio is just completely uncompressed. They don't even deal with it. They just throw it on there uncompressed because they don't want to figure out how to have a system unpack audio. I mean, uh, I, did, I did this example in the video earlier. Titanfall, do you guys remember the original Titanfall when that came out and how there's yeah. this big deal about how it was almost 50 gigabytes? It was 48 gigabytes. I remember I looked at this on PC and I was like, that's going to take a while to download. This is 2014. So uh, internet is even better now than it was then because I remember around that time I got really excited because 
Comcast was going to upgrade us to 50 megabits per second down or something like that with their blast internet or whatever. Um, but I remember at the time, I was like, that's really large. And then they come out and they tell us that the reason it's so large is because 35 gigabytes of that 48 is pure uncompressed audio. Yeah, and now if you look at games like FIFA, for example, how many languages compact in FIFA that are uncompressed that are uh, all for different things for commentary, for example? Yeah, sound is always way bigger than people. Like, you know, uh, the original Sega carts, you know, how the, when you turn on Sonic, it goes, Sega, that's 25% of the total cartridge yeah. size. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's wow. insane. That's why they wanted to jump to the Sega CD so fast because it, it didn't matter. that They could do whatever they wanted. Yeah, it was a lot easier to encode. You don't have to worry about your say every single grunt and groan being that giant. Yeah, it really is to say people don't realize how big audio actually is when it's not in like an MP3 state, for example, when it's just straight up raw audio. It's pretty large when you have to go through all the commentary, all the music, all the things that people say in the game. It gets pretty out of hand. Um, but the Titanfall is just a great example. So here's the funny thing. We see NBA 2K come out with its file size, where it's like 22 or 26 gigabytes or something like that, and that with 5 gigabyte file sizes for saves. And then, did you guys see Mario Odyssey's file size? Yeah. 5.7? 5.7 gigabytes. It is 0.7 gigabytes larger than a save file for NBA 2K. <laughs> Which is absolutely ridiculous, by the way, if you look at that yeah. game and then consider how large that game probably is going to be. And then you look at the save files <laughs> on NBA. It kind of makes you wonder what's going on over with Take-Two and 2K. Yeah. Well, and what's going on with the code of that game? It's so interesting. It, it reminds me, uh, there's a version of... Uh, uh, Half-Life that exists for the Dreamcast and you can install it or you can play it and it's really interesting but it has a glitch which is every time you save the game the save file grows and grows and grows until it takes over your entire memory card and your internal memory like everything it's like a glitch and it just shows like coding uh, memory like that or coding size actually really difficult believe it or not uh, Skyrim on the PS3 had that exact same issue Oh, did it? Is it? I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, as you would save the file, it would actually get larger and larger and larger, and it would start glitching out like the entire game would. Oh, um, that's just really funny. You can see some people have, like, I think they even did stuff on YouTube about it, massive, like, game files just from saving. Because in Skyrim, you save a lot, right? Like, you're constantly yeah. quick saving, quick saving, quick saving. I'm going to walk into this house. No, wait, I'm going to quick save first. Then I'm going to walk into this house. Uh, mm -hmm. That actually would, would kind of pile up in like the file system cache and it would get absolutely out of control. It was a big glitch. I don't even think they ever fixed it. I think it's still the same way, um, <laughs> which is insanity, right? To think that they might've fixed it in the legendary edition, but I think it had something to do with the way the PS3 was set up where they were just like, they all have hard drives. We don't care, you know, but it had these weird like glitches that would happen. Um, it's just, it's really funny. It just seems that a lot of uh, developers now when they make their games, they know most people have hard drives, the PS4 pro, comes with the one terabyte. The PS4 in general comes with the one terabyte now. Um, so they're just like, whatever, you know, just we're not even going to deal with compression. That's a whole other set of development tools that we have to get into and pay people for. We'll save money and just give them the, the 100 gigabyte file size. Like Forza 7 is going to be 100 gigabytes. Mm -hmm. um, what is it? Uh, what is it? Gears of War, the new one, is 93 gigabytes. <laughs> yeah. Even at launch, I think that was like 73. I remember installing it. I got my review code and I installed it, and it took like a day and a half to freaking install. Oh, chat! Chat has a great point. 
Nintendo has actually been compressing since the GameCube. Mm -hmm. um, and that is absolutely correct. So if you remember back then, the PS2 used DVDs that I believe held, I want to say it was 4.7 gigabytes um, at max. And then here's the GameCube disc that held 1.8 gigabytes, the mini DVDs. Mm -hmm. And they were de they've been dealing with that for a while, right? Where they either had to pile up two D mini DVDs or they managed to get games like Mario Sunshine on one of them, Smash Bros. Melee on one of them. Mm -hmm. um, really, the list goes on for their first-party titles. Every one of them pretty much fit on one disc. So Nintendo's, they're used to having to compress stuff and figure things out. So I'll give Nintendo a lot of credit there. Yeah. I agree completely. I mean, they, they're a company that has always generally had a handheld in their family, in their console family, right? So they've sort of needed to learn how to make smaller file sizes, make smaller games, you know? So Yeah, yeah. I mean, you also got to remember, they've been around. This is Think about this for a second. They've been around since the cartridge days when they were forced to compress things. Mm-hmm. They're the only company. Sony wasn't around during the cartridge days of, of old, you know, when they had 16 or even 8-bit carts, and Microsoft wasn't either. So I have a feeling since Nintendo is doing their own first-party stuff, they probably have so much experience doing this in the first place, they've carried it all the way over to now, which is interesting to think about. They just, they're so experienced at it, so why not? Why not give people that little extra bit of, uh, you know, buy this game because it's only going to take, you know, 15, 20 minutes to download it at the most, whereas that mm -hmm. uh, Gears of War, you might as well leave that thing on overnight. You know? Yeah, I believe I did. I believe I just kept checking it like, <laughs> like oh, you still, you still doing all right? Okay, cool. Have a great night, sweetie. I was like that with uh, Master Chief Collection, actually. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah the first Destiny, I think, too, because everybody crashed that server all at once because they didn't preload back then. They preloaded Destiny 2, which is good. Um, but everybody crashed that server, and I think it was downloading so so slow <laughs> even like philip and i who had the you know and, and you max who had the game early it still take took a little while to download destiny 2 overall yeah, yeah. well I, what did i do i think i was working on i was working on another review i was like one of those horrible people who's so busy i like literally went okay i'll install this and i'll do this dude i'm like half the time i'll be like rendering a video while i'm like looking around for other stuff to do in the next news wave or something so i, I get what yeah. you're saying yeah <laughs> like, the perpetual, like, anytime people are like, oh, you play video games for a living? Like, yes. Like, the same way a jogger or a professional runner jogs for fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to look at, though, to, to see that, um, really, that, that compression. That's, it seems like it's carried over with Nintendo since since the old days. Um, but let's let's get to the to some of the big stuff of, of really the podcast. And that is, something that's probably going to take up a good bit of time, and that is um, the Nintendo Direct that mm -hmm, we saw. Mm -hmm. Um, Evan, you saw some of the Nintendo Direct, didn't you? Yeah, I skimmed back over yeah, it after you, I got back you, from work. You basically went home after you got done work and watched it, right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, you, how, what, what were your thoughts on the Direct? Let me ask you first, since I haven't really talked to you about it. Actually, I haven't talked to you or Philip about it yet. I mean, everyone wanted release dates. That's what we got. We figured yeah. they would put out something interesting the day of, which, I mean, you got with Project Octopath demo. Yes, um, I wanted some day up. We got that and Minecraft on the 3DS, which is still weird that they got it there. Yeah. <laughs> that that was another one. I know they threw up Doom and Wolfenstein, which is cool because it's sort of them being a little bit more open about like uh, violence doesn't matter as much to us in our games. Like even though some of the games prior, like the Resident Evils and stuff, it didn't matter. But like this is more of that full frontal, like you're gonna murder things kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it it was all right. I still I'm still mad we haven't heard much about the online like the the more benefits of it. I'm interested that they've put out that information about the uh, Mario Arcade 
Because I know we've yeah, been wondering about Virtual Console, and they were just like, here's this specific thing. I was like, okay, I, I guess that's a little bit of info. Yeah, you saw the art. You're talking about the arcade archives where they showed like versus Mario and they showed yep. Punch Out and everything. That threw, I remember Max and I were looking at that and that threw us off because we yeah. thought we were seeing the first virtual console games. But no, th these are just games like almost like um, just eShop only type games they're putting out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're all slightly enhanced for being new on the system. I, it's supposed to like, I guess, upscale it, but they're not going to like touch it's, too it's many of the visuals. There's, there's new animations and stuff. That's okay. New animations, and I think I think they said one or two of them were going to have new game modes that have never ever been in any other version of it. Yeah, okay, which is, that's, which that's is cool. cool. But and it's definitely like to see that and then think, well, what are they going to do when Virtual Console comes out? Like, how many of those games are we going to see enhancements, and if any, are they just going to? Do straight emulation. Well, it, well according according to what they were talking about, we're supposed to get online play with some of these virtual console games, which is very yeah. interesting. But technically, through emulation, we've had it for decades now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But when you get it like maybe more a seamless method, where you you know you just you turn on your Switch, you hit a button, and now you're playing Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo with you know six other people or seven other people all of a sudden. Yeah, um, th that's a cool idea. But, uh, so, okay, so you saw those, Evan, um, and were you disappointed? You were said you were disappointed you didn't hear anything about the online service at all, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, between you and me, I'm the eSports guy. I want to hear more about them trying to fix, trying to rectify the issue of the phone app, trying to yeah. get more people interested in using the system solely as their way of playing certain games because it'd be more interesting to me if, if, Dragon Ball Fighter Z does come out on the Switch, which, I mean, still fingers crossed, I guess. I, if a tournament I, comes together and that's the system they use, because right now it's just like, I feel since everyone focuses still on the PlayStation, right, especially right now, the PlayStation is the core system for these types of things. That might be what they'd play it on first instead. I'm not going to get two in a Dragon Ball Fighter to Switch, but... I have a feeling it's going to be coming to the Switch. Is all I say. I have, I have no, I have like, I, there's actual like possible sales numbers out there that say it's probably going to show up on the Switch. So I, I feel like it's going to. They sold through eighty percent of their allotment for Xenoverse Two in Japan. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, yeah. That, and that point, at this point, even if they haven't started working on a Switch version, they're going to begin it now. Yeah, well, Evan and I took a look at some of the en the engine that's running underneath of it and everything with uh, system requirements for some of the Guilty Gear games, and we're pretty confident the Switch wouldn't have much of an issue at all running the game. Um, yeah. It even runs fine on the Xbox One. Um, it's weird though the animations, like um, when you first turn on Fighter Z and you're like doing you know the introduction for the uh, the people who are in the battle, it actually runs from what I can tell at, like 30 frames a second or something. Mm -hmm. So it drops down and then it drops back up. So it's kind of jarring. Like well, you're seeing like the introduction, then all of a sudden, bam! It's like whoa. Okay. Almost all fighting games do that, and I noticed. I remember a lot of people were really annoyed because uh, uh, Mortal Kombat X did that. But it also so it included the intros, the outros, and it was also execution. So it'd be like fluid, sixty frames a second combos, and then you do like a special move, and all of a sudden it's like choppy, choppy, choppy. <laughs> like oh, what's going on? It's um, it's interesting, but man, that game is is it's pretty. First off, it looks just like the show, and you feel so strong in that game, um, because the moves are not super difficult to do, and they all seem to be pretty similar in that regard. They have different move sets, but like from what I could tell, like uh, the obvious quarter circle forward and A was like your beam attack, and then they all had different types of moves for like their super special move, and um, and I did Evan, I did do one of those moves where it blasted him, and then it like if zoomed out for the earth and you see this big beam go off of it <laughs> it did all of that it was really cool um but because i was playing the initial training mode because when i was doing xbox one s uh 
version of it. It was uh, it was always in maintenance mode, but what they did was they still gave you the option of doing training, which means they would pick uh, randomly pick three people for your team, and then you would play against the computer, who was not very good. But it let me really try everything out, see the visuals, and I think I tried almost everyone except for Piccolo. I think it's the one person I didn't try. Yeah, because I know the trick right now, at least with the character list we have, because you looked and you and I looked up the uh, Q and A where they said between. Mm-hmm. Something like twenty and thirty characters is. They just announced uh, Tien and Yamcha today. Yeah, they're they're going to be releasing a bunch because we even checked out that 3DS game they put out that was almost the the basis for this type of thing, and they had so many characters in there to yes. play around with. Yes. But I mean, we found out about all the characters, and they said the ones they have out right now are probably closest in fighting style. There's only two that are really actually different. I think they said Boo, and I can't remember who else they said mm-hmm. was different, but the rest of them that should be coming up should feel a lot different and it's supposed to open up a lot more avenues with your team creation yeah no it 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 really is going to be pretty cool like i played as android 18 and from what i can tell is they have android 18 and 17 in in there together and i was just controlling 18 and 17 would jump in occasionally to help you out yeah um which was fine except i think i'd rather have 17 in there now after seeing dragon ball super because they made him like really cool in dragon ball super that's why i want to um, see the ginyu force as a person not just like a team <laughs> just one. Just yeah. a person you get to pick the ginyu force yeah that would be really funny i would love that um but the game looks great um they're talking about a story mode and everything they're going to add in it just looks like an awesome game and I-, I am so excited for that to come out um it is it feels like it's i'm not i'm, I'm just gonna be serious it feels like it's basically done the game does the net code from what everyone's saying online runs well um and the visually it's stunning so when that game comes out i'm buying it day one expect i'm gonna tell you guys now i'm gonna say it here right now expect a switch port sometime late next year that's what i'm gonna tell you now um because it's selling well they already have the idea of it going to the switch and i don't think it's gonna be very hard to port just looking at it um so xenoverse 2 comes out the 22nd if you really want See, I've been playing Xenoverse 2 for a while. Um, Philip, did I tell you that, that Xenoverse 2 came out on the Switch? Yeah, yeah. I actually got it, too. I picked it up. I played a little yeah. bit of it. Yeah, You got it on the Japanese eShop as well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I love that game, by the way. I, I played a lot of Xenoverse 1, and I played Xenoverse 2 on my PC. I like the game a lot. It's a fun game. It, it's not like serious fighter kind of fun. It's just like, you know, you know, turn it on, mess around for a bit, and then you can turn it off. Perfect for the it's, Switch, by the way. It's it's a Dragon Ball Z role-playing game. It's for, like, yes. I want to jump into the world and press a couple power buttons. Yeah. Yes, it, it is a grinding-type game, though. But it, it, it's fun to unlock all the cool little transformations, you know, Super Saiyan 3, you know, you know all that stuff. And um, uh, it's fun. You get the ultimate abilities. You go through the stories. They have the alternate uh, timelines you can play through. Um, but, and yeah, it's... Car, kind of. Yes, kind of, yeah. <laughs> 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 it even has the motion controls, which is funny. Um, they're not very good, but it has them. Because <laughs> um, why not? Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, why, why not? Just throw them in there. Yeah. Um, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty fun port, though. I'm still surprised that it ran. It's running as well as it does. Um, it's it, I don't know. Plays fine. Um, it feels so. nice to have a game like that on Switch. I mean, even if it is a port, it's just cool to have like another RPG to like really kind of get into and run around a 3D world and play dragon ball z in so well i'm going to tell you what the switch has become at this point um it's turned into what i call my update machine and what i what i mean by that is whenever i turn on my ps4 or my xbox one and i have a five to six gigabyte update which happens every time i turn the thing on i play my switch <laughs> while it's happening so i call it the update machine or when i'm playing destiny 2 which is more often now than i i'd like to say 
uh, oh, yeah. when I have time. Um, it is my uh, wait for the Crucible match to start machine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it works really well. You know, it goes right into sleep mode when I'm done, turn right back on, keep going. Um, <laughs> sometimes Crucible takes a little while to match up. But, yeah, I, uh, I've played a bunch, a bunch of Crucible myself, a lot of Destiny 2. Yeah, it's, it's still a fun game. It's a game I'm just going to pl keep playing on and off when I get a chance. Uh, but it, it's tough because, of course, like you know, uh, Max, more games come out. I got to put it down and play another game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of my free time game right now. It's it's a really good way to like to end the day. I always try and play at least an hour a day just for fun games, and that's become my for fun game. Yeah, that's as well with me, too. I haven't gotten a chance to play too much of it after John and I played. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm like... I've been. Uh, I'm in the middle of re of reviewing Pokin tournament for the Switch, <laughs> yeah. um, which is dropping on Monday. Um, but like, whenever I have a chance, I'll just break away and I'll go play Destiny and like refresh my brain as a oh, new your, game. Oh, your reviews uh, out on Monday, Philip? Yeah, I'm, my reviews dropping on Monday. For, did they let uh, you do Pokin. any? Pre did they let you do any preview for that, or is just straight up review? Straight up review. I was a little right. surprised. Yeah, Nintendo was just like, no, we just want you to review it. No preview footage. But once I do get the, once that embargo lifts, uh, which is on Monday, then I'm planning on doing a, at least a couple more videos, maybe a live stream of the game um, up leading up to release, if you guys want to see it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they had that demo too, so I played a little bit of it. Um, yeah. And it was, I mean, it, honestly, it feels like the Wii U version. <laughs> like I played some of the Wii U version. I didn't really get super into it. Mm -hmm. um, but I, uh, I I played it. It was okay. I'm just not the best at fighting games, um, so I don't really care to ever really get into them, to be honest. Um, so it just didn't. Yeah. It just wasn't my kind of game. I'm more of like the shooter RPG person, right? Uh, not as much the uh, learn all of these frame by frame things in fighting games kind of person. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pokemon. Um, it's an interesting game. You know, I, I I'm from my time with it. I've been um, enjoying it. But, um, you know, again, full review on Monday. Um, sure. But I think that, you know, for most people, like, you know, if they had it on the uh, Wii U and if they enjoyed it there, I don't see why they wouldn't this time around as well. So, you know, yeah. it's... Do you it's, have, um, Philip, do you have a, uh, a time that that's going up, just in case anyone wants to know? Um, I, you know, I'm always so skeptical skeptical about dropping times. Um, oh, it yeah. should be it should be 7.30. Um, that would be the earliest it could drop, but I'm going to try and get it between 7.30 Pacific Standard Time and 12 noon. Is that a.m.? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Very good, very good. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll check that out just to see what you think of it. Um, I didn't play a lot of the Wii U version. I think I would like to see what... Uh, what um, I, I assume you didn't play it on the Wii because you didn't have a Wii U. Yeah, no, 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 I didn't play it on the Wii U, but I actually got a Wii U and have been playing it on the Wii U. What did you get a Wii U? Um, just a couple days ago, actually, what? right what? when I got Pokemon. Yeah. Did you at it's least get Mario Maker? Um, no, I just got Pokemon. That's the one game to get on that system, right? Now. I will. I'm gonna go back and play all the stuff that I missed. I definitely will. But I just wanted to. I wanted to get like a really solid review for Pokemon. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Especially yeah. for those people who want. Um, to know the differences, you know. So well, if you um, if you do uh, get a chance to do Mario Maker, uh, stream that. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the funniest things to watch. Yeah, I've played it a bunch on the DS, but I've never played it on the Wii U. So should be fun. Oh. Um, wow, look at this. We actually have um some breaking news here. Would you guys like to hear some breaking news? Yeah, drop it on me. Drop it on this me. Is, this is very interesting. Someone just sent me this on Twitter. And um, I couldn't believe it for a second. I'm kind of reading it right now just to see. Um, uh, yeah, it. wow, that's interesting. Um, apparently, NES Golf, the original NES Golf, is actually hidden in the Switch's firmware. 
Oh, wow. That's weird. Right? Isn't that weird? Um, there was a built-in emulator. I remember hearing about this because I talked about this in a news, Newswave Extra, a breaking news one. Um, this was back in July. They had that internal built-in emulator for the NES that was called Flog. Um, hmm. They found that in the dev wiki. It's in there now. You can go check it out. But people started figuring this out because they ended up getting it to run, and it turned out it was golf. Flog is just golf backwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now they're trying to get it to launch from the system switch menu because they've been able to get it to launch apparently from uh, from the like the, the dev kit kind of like that. What, what is that called? What am I looking for? What's the word here? Um, I, I, I'll, I'll think of it. Basically, the, the kit that developers get to run. I'm sure there's somebody in the in the chat yelling at me right now. Um, the, the kit that they that they use to program and everything, they were able to get it to run there. So now they're trying to figure out how we get this thing to run from the system menu. But yes, it exists in the firmware, in the actual firmware of the Switch. How weird is that? Very strange. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, I don't really know why that's there. Hmm. I don't know. So now everyone's trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, at the very least, it shows that they are trying to establish some sort of emulation inside the console and not just on carts. Yeah, I... It, so the emulator exists. It actually has a ROM on it right now, and apparently NES Golf supports dual Joy-Con action. It actually has it on the screen next to the guy golfing, where it shows two Joy-Cons. Hmm. So that is insane. That means there you go, Evan. They apparently they are adding features to the NES games. Nice. <laughs> the Virtual Console. Yeah, they add Joy-Con support. Which Motion controls for Contra. Let's do it. We'll see. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind having a uh, Duck Hunt with my Wiimote. Ooh. That would actually make that would probably one of the best things if they could do redo the uh, the old Lightcon games with the motion controls. That'd just be fantastic. Yeah, get some Hogan's Alley action going. Yeah, I mean they showed that uh, they showed that like the what game is that World of Goo? They showed that the IR sensor, or at least the sensor in general, you don't need a bar or anything, and it's very accurate. Mm. So um, I think it do it. It is. It's super accurate. I've I've played that game um, and. It, I feel like it, I don't know if it relies so much on the IR sensor or if it's more on the actual gyro or the gyro controls. So um, yeah. I think it might be a combination of both because you can actually aim it off screen. You can like point it down and like reset the controller and like it'll still be moving on screen. It's just depending on how you're tilting the controller. It's all in the motion. It's not the actual Dude, that's sensor super, itself. Dude, that's super impressive to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really impressive to see at, that. Like, at the very least, it probably resets its knowledgeable position in the air right. with the IR yes. like once every couple seconds. Yeah, I think so. Definitely worthwhile. That is really neat though to see that. Um, I like that. Uh, that. That was just some really cool news. I just saw it pop up and someone sent it to me just now. Very neat to see that. I have no idea why that's there, but hopefully someone will get to figure it out, get to launch it. I would like to learn how to do that. Um, okay, so we talked about the uh, some of the direct, but then we moved on to uh, – well, actually, first off, we're still missing release dates for Rocket League. I don't know how we're missing release date for that, by the way. Mm-hmm. And we're still missing release date for Stardew Valley. Um, so we talked a little bit about a few of the games that we had release dates for. Skyrim is coming November 17th. Um, and then uh, we have uh, Xenoblade December 1st, which is basically November, December mm-hmm. 1st. Uh, but we're still missing release dates for Doom, um, Rocket League, and Stardew Valley. And now they need to figure out where they're going to place those games so they don't really run over each other. Because those three games are games that can pull money from people that, while Stardew Valley will probably be a $20 game, I think maybe it's a $30 game. Because I think the PS4 and the Xbox One versions were $30, I think. 
Um, it'll probably be a thirty dollars game on the Switch, I think. Um, but then obviously Rocket League will be twenty bucks, and then you have Doom is Doom's going to be a full price sixty bucks. I'm telling you that now. Um, where do they, I mean, where do they fit these games? Where where would Doom be? Would they guess, would they try to make that like towards the end of December, like midway through? I, I think Doom's probably right before like you know Christmas time. I would say. Mm-hmm. Because, okay. I mean, they're not going to drop it in November with Skyrim, obviously. They want to give Skyrim as much possible time. But I, w- I could see it coming in maybe, like, the second week of December. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, that makes a lot of sense to me. Because I, I don't think they would wait for Christmas in general. A lot of people just buy games. They're just excited about Doom. They just want it. They don't care about the holiday. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the only logical place they could drop it, right? I don't think they can get it out in the first week of November. They'd have to fall into December. Unless they delay it right yeah but they did make a big deal about it coming this year like holiday you know 2017 they they may just drop it first week in november and know that it's such a different audience like i mean the people who are going to be buying mario odyssey is one very select group and the people who are going to be buying doom realistically again is a separate audience so it could just be that bethesda is not worried like they know that it's gonna have a long tail people are going to be buying doom even if you drop it at 3 a.m on a saturday yeah. To be to be fair, I do think everybody's going to buy Mario Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's a game that everyone who has a Switch is probably that might be one of the highest attach rates next to Zelda, although Zelda's kind of unfair because uh it came out right when the Switch came out, so it was pretty easy yeah. to get that 100% attach rate. I honestly can see an 80 to 90% attach rate for Mario Odyssey pretty easily in the first like couple weeks. Yeah. Um so I mean, especially if we get to that point and they just apparently they crossed 5 million Switches in uh, what was that? End of July, so I could see them probably selling. It, it sounds insane. I could see them selling five million Mario Odysseys by the end of the year, pretty easily. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the end of the year, but I, I definitely think it's going to be moving. I also think it's going to really spike the sales of the Switch really hardcore. I think even more than Splatoon too, just because Mario is a system seller. I mean, yeah. they have the the bundle too, right? So. Yeah. Mario, believe it or not, Mario is the, uh, which one was it? The most recognizable IP owned by any company, apparently. Mm-hmm. It is, that is it. Um, I remember I saw it uh, a while ago. Where was that? I know Pac- Michael Pactor talked about it on one of the shows, but I remember I saw this a while ago that Mario is like the most recognized character like in all of like, like really the world. Uh, Nintendo apparently is the most recognized brand in the world, which is crazy to think, right? You think You figure they would recognize it other things, I don't know. What, what else is Disney. Disney? Disney for a long time. Mickey Mouse was considered the most recognizable icon in the world for a long time. Apparently, Mar- Mario is like the like if you show anybody Mario, they know what his name is right away. Um, and I've always wondered what what would Disney do with Mario? Like, how much would they just like 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 wring him dry of coins? Yeah. I guess you'd say. Who <laughs> <laughs> they come out with? Movies, toys, and cards within the first like year somehow. They'd yeah. be like, just get a movie out there. I don't care if it's live action and has really bad washed up actors. I need a movie. Yep, yep. It would be ridiculous. Nintendo's kind of smart about uh, not overloading us with Mario as much as they could. Like you said, they could have a movie. They could have lunch boxes everywhere. They get like all this stuff, but they don't do it as much as they could. Like like I said, if you if Disney had it, it would be out of control amounts of of Mario. <laughs> Um, yeah, you think uh, we're you think we're drowning in uh, amiibos now? Just yeah. Wait. Oh yeah, it would be bad. Um, and uh, it's so now there's this weird relationship that no one saw coming, right? We have Doom, we have Wolfenstein Two, and we have Skyrim. 
uh, all announced in the first year. Wolfenstein won't be till next year. Uh, although it says 2018, I guess it could make it into the first fiscal year, but I think Wolfenstein 2 is going to be a late 2018 uh, release yeah. date. I think it'll be like fall of 2018. Um, but now, if, if I had told you guys in March when the Switch was coming out and people were like, oh, Skyrim, we don't know if it's going to be on there. We see it, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. Would, you, would anyone have believed me if I said the third party that's going to come to Nintendo and, and back them up is Bethesda? Would anyone have believed me? Um, I, I don't think I would have doubted you, but I wouldn't have expected it in this full force. Like, that's what strikes me is is the caliber of support. Like, it's not just that they're, they're on board. It's they're 110% on board, like, everything. Just throw anything we can. I don't care the cost, you know. Well, I want to put this in a little bit of perspective here. Doom and Skyrim were in development a while ago, like for the Switch. It's not like Doom was just being ported, you know, when they announced it. They were probably porting Doom before the system even launched. Like, Mm -hmm. they were probably doing this at the beginning of the year, in like January is when they started. Um, And Skyrim obviously started, like, in 2016 at some point, getting on there um, because of just the the scope of that game. At least Doom, like you've said, uh, Max, like, those kind of games are more corridor-based, kind of. So it's a little easier to get all that done. But when you're dealing with Skyrim, which is kind of a, a larger, like, open-world style game, and buggy, by the way, very buggy, yeah. uh, you end up having to spend a lot of time. So it's interesting that Bethesda, I'm sure there was a deal made, because Skyrim, I believe, is being published by Nintendo, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Um, they are publishing it. That's why it's on their website. Uh, that's why there was that big push. That's why they gave them Link's uh, Hylian Shield, Master Sword, and everything, because they are publishing Skyrim, from what I've seen. Apparently, you don't even need the amiibo for those either, right? They're just in the yeah. game. They yeah. They talked about that yeah. direct. You don't even need the amiibo. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, now we need a Doom Guy amiibo. <laughs> yeah. Um, people, people are putting the Hell Skull. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Bethesda's always been so, at least from what I've seen of them, they've seemed to support all of the um, platforms. I mean, I remember when they came out on um, Microsoft stage during 1E3 talking about how... Um, you know they've they've have a long lasting relationship with Microsoft, which is why they're was it mod support that came to Xbox first or was yes. it PS4? Yeah. yeah, which is why mod support came to Xbox first, right? So mm. like I thought from that point, that's why it surprised me that Bethesda was aligning towards Nintendo. I thought they were getting into bed with Microsoft, yeah. Yeah. and you know hearing that Skyrim was coming to Switch, it made sense to me because of it. You know it's an older game; it could definitely run on the Switch. How well nobody knew until we finally got a chance to see not too long ago. But Doom, like, that's a new game, you know, that is mind-blowingly beautiful on systems even today, you know? So for that to look as good as it does on the Switch, where there, there are screenshots of it, you guys can see that, and there's, like, even small videos, it looks fantastic. Like, whatever it is that they're doing, whatever it is that they're capable of fitting on there is working, and it's, it should lead the way for other third parties to follow suit, I think. Well, I have, a, I have an interesting theory about why Bethesda is all of a sudden super on board with Nintendo and the Switch out of nowhere. Because they, they didn't, did they put anything on the Wii U, really? Like, not no. really. Not, nothing comes to mind. Yeah, like nothing crazy. Nothing that I remember that was like, whoa, Bethesda, you know, and the Wii U. But now in the first, what, six months, it's like three of their like bigger franchises are showing up on the Switch at mm-hmm. some point now announced. I have a strong feeling. And like, let me ask you guys this. What is like the biggest gaming market on the planet right now? Like what what um what platform? Like we have mobile. consoles, mobile. mobile. 
Mobile, yes. Mobile is the biggest thing right now. The obscene amounts of money is made in mobile. Like the gaming division is seriously like a spec uh, on like a like a, like seriously tiny little spec, and mobile is massive. I have a strong feeling Bethesda realized they could get Nintendo to publish Skyrim, which takes a bit of the cost, and that would give them an opportunity to work with ARM and work with something like a Tegra. Uh, and in that case, if they get all that working, they could then do things like port this to the much more powerful, at this point, it is more powerful, iPhone 8 and iPad at this point. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, bam, they're on the iOS marketplace with, you know, Skyrim, which would sell like crazy, yeah, by the they, way, on they, the mobile marketplace. They could sell it for 15 or $20. Even if it was really slimmed down, it would yep. still sell millions of copies and be more hundreds of millions of more dollars in their pocket. Yep. Because if they spend the time... Developing it for the Switch, they'll get their money back easily, and then and then some. I have a feeling Skyrim is actually going to sell well on the Switch, um, and then they can use that underlying framework and move over to mobile with it because it's not like Skyrim's exclusive to any one system. And then I would, I just all I'm gonna say is I would be shocked if next year Skyrim goes to mobile. <laughs> is all I'm gonna say. And then Doom goes to mobile, and then Wolfenstein Two goes to mobile. <laughs> I just I wouldn't be surprised if we see those announcements. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. I think I think we all knew that that day would come eventually where we'd get like in amazingly crazy beautiful graphics on our cell phones but I don't think any of us saw it coming like you know this early but obviously it's possible you know obviously it's there so it's yes. cool it's really exciting Okay uh Chad has something else to add here I said um most adults want to play games on the go the mobile market proved that Nintendo has revealed a market they can tap into now this is a market that they tapped into a bit with the 3ds but i have to admit when i look at the 3ds i see more of a toy you know what i mean like i don't see like I, the switch looks more like a tablet than the 3ds would ever look like obviously so i see the switch as more of a i don't want to say uh i guess i'd say more like a teenager to adult type item than the 3ds which i feel like i could give to like my nephew or something i i've always seen it as the opposite but so I, I think it's just my experience though i've always used my 3ds for hardcore rpgs mm -hmm. so i spent so many thousands of hours just playing hardcore rpgs whereas my switch i use a lot uh to play with my niece and nephew we're just playing mario kart so i've de definitely started to look at my switch uh as a toy i use for work you know Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I guess maybe I'm thinking more of the appearance. Like I. Some people look at the the Switch without the Joy Cons. They think it's a tablet. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, my niece and nephew call it the tablet. They're like, can you get out the Nintendo tablet? Yeah. Whereas I look at the 3DS and it folds open, it closes, it has like a little pointer pen, and um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I kind of look at that and I go, okay, that. Yeah, that looks more like a, a toy or something. But I understand what you're saying. You're saying with the game selection, it feels more like a. Uh, if we're, it feels more like um, a hardcore game system to you, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sure. I understand that completely. Yeah. I mean, who, who's to say um, in, uh, I don't know, what, uh, two, three years, maybe the Switch has like a, like a really good looking um, game selection and all of a sudden it's like it's got that, that hardcore gamer feel to it. Yeah. With Doom, um, Doom will help with that of being like, this is a man's console. Yeah. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. Um, yeah, I think that um, I think once also we get like mobile streaming apps and more, just more apps in general coming to the Switch, um, it'll be more like a tablet for people. You know, like it'll be more people's YouTube machine. It'll be more people's, you know, whatever they use their cell phones on. To you know, if they ever put Amazon on there or whatever, who knows? Mm -hmm. um, it could eventually become that. I know a lot of people don't want that, 
Um, I know a lot of people are seeing that would see that more as like, you know, oh, it's becoming more than just a gaming console. I just care about games. But I don't think apps like YouTube would hurt, you know, mm -hmm. just to keep us more connected. Yeah. So. I, I wouldn't mind if it became more tablet like I actually I think it'd be awesome. Like I never even thought of having Amazon on there. I would love to be able to like uh, I, I like that the switch goes in and out of games so fast. Like I can just tap home and mess with something like, oh, my bright, like because I play it in handheld more lately. And I like the idea that I could just mess with the brightness so easily. It'd be cool if I could also just like play something. Oh, I wonder how much uh, this component cable I'd like is for work. And I can like just minimize pull up Amazon. That Personally, I think that'd be cool, even, even though it's more tablet ish. Yeah. Uh, I oh, think did, it's um, cool. Did, uh, I guess real quick, I guess OJ, OJ sent yeah. some people. Yeah, <laughs> sent some people to raid the the chat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. God felt what you're saying. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Um, oh yeah, I think that um, I think Nintendo's fear with that is more so that it would make their game system feel like it could become a work machine for people. Like, oh, if I can check my emails on here, then I'm like getting stressed out. I'm not thinking about video yeah. games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, you know, I guess for maybe some ind individuals, an individual like me, maybe an individual like you, you would like to be able to check your, you know, <laughs> email on your Switch. But um, for a kid, that doesn't matter. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess that is a lower priority because our phones do everything now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I can understand that. But there's also no real problem with it being more of an all-in-one machine, right? I mean, I remember, Evan, way back in the day when you had your DSi and you had your web browser on there, you would check, like, your bank balance on your DSi when you got to work. Because yeah. <laughs> nice. it was easy, right? It was right there. You would just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to go buy this sandwich after I transfer this money. Like and, I understand, uh, I understand people's um, mentality when they get upset with their PlayStation Four or their Xbox having a web browser and all that junk on there. I don't need that crap on my console. But mm -hmm. if my console was mobile and I could take it with me, then those things might be more useful to me. Like a mobile web browser, a mobile way to communicate and send messages to people. Why can't I do that on my Switch? That would be freaking awesome, you know. Although, although to be fair. Uh, uh, Netflix seems to have taken over a lot of people's PS4s and Xbox Ones to where yeah. they're like Netflix machines. Maybe that's one of the reasons Nintendo doesn't want to even put it on there because they don't want to turn into the Netflix machine, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I would see that. I would see Netflix as a huge compliment on the yeah, Switch. Oh yeah. I think I, so too. It would get me to just stay away from my phone and keep my Switch with me when I go to bed, you know, because I watch like stuff on my phone as I fall asleep. I would just do it on my Switch then. Even, even if it is 720p, it's just nicer for me. I just like it. So. And, it, and it's a big screen. Like that's that's hard to get around the fact that it is a big, well lit screen. So I feel like a lot of people who look at stuff on their phone, it's just because of convenience, even if it sucks. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's just you have it there, so it's you always have it with you. You're gonna watch it on that. You know. Yeah. Like I have an iPad Pro, which is you know a gigantic iPad Pro, but I watch. I fall asleep to videos on my small little crappy phone every night. You know, and not crappy phone, but like that small screen, just because yeah. of the convenience factor. So whatever. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, the switch. You guys, I guess you could slap it up on a kickstand on the table next to you. <laughs> yeah, or just use one of those crazy stands, you know, with like a wire that bends, and you can just. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I have that. Yeah, yeah. You you got one of those, didn't you, Philip? The little <laughs> arm that like bends around. Yeah, just put that right over your face as you're laying down. You know, yeah. and that way it's almost like natural VR. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> oh, oh, nice. oh man, that's great. So um, we talked about the the direct mostly. We're missing some. Um, we're missing a couple dates. Uh, we pretty much figure Doom will be sometime in December, right? That's when we're thinking maybe second week. 
-hmm. give Xenoblade a little bit of breathing room, then show up on like the 8th, 9th, even 10th, somewhere in there. I don't know what the dates are, um, but somewhere in there, I would expect. Well, Max, did you say did you say November or December? Because you said I, the first I, week. I think it's going to be November. I think okay. it's. Gonna I want to hear why you you think it's coming out first. That's very interesting to me. Uh, Doom, just because yeah. I think I think they want to try and throw it out there. Uh, I just think that they're not worried about cannibalizing audience with it specifically. Uh, uh -huh. So I think Bethesda is just going to try and get it out in a way that's soon enough that people will buy it, but also get Skyrim because they've been advertising Skyrim, and that Skyrim's the thirteenth or seventeenth or the nineteenth. Mm. So I think right. they probably get it out the very, very start of November, as early, as close to the beginning of November as they can, is what I would think, just to to make sure they're not at all crowding uh, Skyrim. It's tough, man. It's it's the weirdest thing because we're we're talking about how the Switch is like heavily crowding the uh, really the, really the holiday season. We're like trying to like like seriously like pinpoint drop games in so they don't crowd each other. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I, and I, I it's weird that I still hear people talk about how there's like just not a lot of games coming out for the Switch, and I'm like. I just kind of sit there. I'm like, are you, are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah. There seem like a lot of games. Now, the other systems have massive third-party support. Not yeah. a lot of first-party support, I think, for um, this, like, seriously, like, like what, October, November, December. I don't think there's much. I have to see what Microsoft's coming out yeah. with. I know Forza, well, Forza is October, I think. So that yeah, so, but it's it's crazy third-party. Like, I'm looking at all the reviews I have planned. Evil Within 2, Middle Earth, uh, South Park, Assassin's Creed, Wolfenstein. Uh, Sonic Forces. So there is a lot of crazy, crazy Call of Duty. I'm very excited for Call of Duty. So it's just <laughs> like, it's uh, Nintendo's having a great first party year and everybody else having a great third party year. Yep. yep. I mean, Sonic Forces will be on the Switch also. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, Call of Duty's going to be interesting. I haven't really been into Call of Duty much. I will check it out probably because it's World War II. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for that. Uh, yeah. I, I was on a podcast just a bit ago, the Weapon Wheel podcast, and they were thinking it's going to bomb. They think nobody's <laughs> going to buy it. I, I think I'm, it'll do better than Infinite Warfare. I will say that. Yeah, I actually think it's going to be a hit, but I think it's going to be the last good-selling Call of Duty. Yeah, um, because the next one, Treyarch, apparently, this is a very interesting topic, by the way, because Treyarch has some familiarity with Nintendo systems, the process, everything, because they worked with the Wii. Yeah, the original Wii. I think they worked with Wii U also. But uh, Treyarch apparently is going to be going back to like modern times. Yes. Yeah. Year, which is interesting because that's something they've had planned out. They don't probably want to, they probably don't want to crowd the world war two, you know, feel that's probably, I guess, um, who's, who's up this. Oh, uh, sledgehammer, right? Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to crowd their thing. That's, that's their thing. But Did I'm curious if going back to like the, the gritty style modern is better than the space combat. I assume it is. Yeah. Did you see the the official job listing said must have experienced designing levels, leading teams, no military, uh, uh, modern military weaponry, and also have at least Prestige One and Black Ops Three. It's the only <laughs> I've ever a job application that specifically said you had to play a video game a certain amount of hours. That's great. That is yeah, awesome. I mean, I mean that, that makes sense because then they know what they're doing. They don't have yeah. to train them on this is Call of Duty, you know. Yeah, but I mean that was so awesome to me. Being like, you also have to be MLG. <laughs> I just want to see, be in that room when they're like, he met all the requirements, but he just didn't prestige, so we can't hire yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> I was he graduated Burke. from Harvard, but he can't shoot an M14. So yeah. People are saying that realistically, you're probably right now, there's probably a lot of very qualified people right now who are buying used copies of that game. Like, all right, I don't know what a prestige is. <laughs> like, I fit every other requirement. Let's figure out how to hold a controller. <laughs> I just I just see a guy like just got done at the stock market with like the loose and tie and like the five o'clock shadow up at like two a.m. Yeah. Yeah. just freaking out about like people sneaking up behind him knifing him. 
He's like, I pressed D to please God hire me. Yeah. <laughs> I shot him in the leg, but then he stabbed me and I died. How does that work? <laughs> we got to fix all this broken uh, multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, I, I Call of Duty will, will sell well. It always does. People like to blow it out of portion. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare was still the best-selling game of the holiday, <laughs> yep. and people did not like it. So what do you think is going to happen when the, the exact thing they're asking for, World War II Call of Duty, comes yeah. out? What do you think is going to happen? So, and, and from what I've played, it is super good. So I'm expecting it's going to be it's going to be like a, a one of the top selling games of the year easily. I like the beta. It made my uh, PS4 Pro sound like it was going to take off on the runway. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can going hear back, it in my video. It's literally going back in time. It's a <laughs> <laughs> I will I will be playing it on the Xbox One X though more than likely. So yeah, um, I'm fine with that because I think that'll be out after the X. Am I thinking right? Or it's something uh, right same, there, right? I think it's the same day. Oh wow, cool! So I'll yeah. be picking that up and that yeah. up. All right, <laughs> um, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, that's probably what I'll be playing it on. Is is that? Um, but I I don't I, I the one I'm concerned about at this point. I don't know how well Assassin's Creed is going to do. I feel like it'll do okay. Yeah. Uh, but I I don't know. I feel like that one might get lost. I know I already can tell you now. Wolfenstein Two is going to get lost in the yeah. shuffle. Yeah. Um, I I I got to play an hour of Wolfenstein uh, Two. And it's mm-hmm. it's fine, but I don't know if it's going to be able to get any eyeballs on it. Do you think that's why they may have been like betting on the Switch now next year? Because if it doesn't do well now, it'll probably do well on the Switch next year. Maybe, or it could just be that they're trying to get more people talking about it. Like Ubi, sure. uh, Bethesda is just having a like. There's such a crowded holiday. There are so many big, amazing games coming out every single week that I think they're just like, okay, we need Nintendo fans to talk about this just so we can hopefully get a couple extra Xbox sales. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then I could see, um, I guess, Gran Turismo Sport. I could see that having a hard time. I think that'll struggle. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I just don't hear much about it at this point. I know we're just kind of talking about holiday games right now, but mm-hmm. I just, I don't. I look at it and I'm like, I don't really know how well this is actually going to do. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I'm somebody who loves racing games and plays video games for a living, and even I am probably not going to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, are you going to try to review it? I probably not. No. I mean, it's wow. It's okay. Just, yeah. I mean, it looks fun, but it's also just like there's so many better things coming out around it that I could spend my very limited hours on. Well, when they showed what the career mode was, uh, I was a little like, uh, eh, this looks like time trials, really. Um, I don't know. I was hoping for a little more. It's hard to go from the Forza Hot Wheels racing where you're jumping off a ramp and flying everywhere to all of a sudden be like, now stay in the lines and drive, you know, just around the edge here. It's it's like, I I don't want to. Grand Theft Auto V's... uh, Cunning stunts, uh, crazy ass, awesome Hot Wheels track DLC. I played that probably a hundred hours. I, I mean, seriously, <laughs> in twenty sixteen, I put about a hundred hours just into racing in GTA Five, and so now every other racing game, I can't help but compare it to that. Oh, you know what? We should have talked about that earlier because we, we briefly mentioned Destiny Two. Did you guys see the sales charts for Destiny Two? Uh, yes, down fifty eight percent is what yes. everyone keeps saying. It's not good. Um, well, it's very odd. I I still think. The thing a lot of people are taking for granted is the fact that Destiny launched on four consoles then, and now it's launching on two consoles. Yep. So and it's yep. like, you're, and one was, of them, it's still not out, and there's a lot of people who are probably waiting at this. Yeah. Point well, and that. yeah, that's that's the third console. So I think okay. once we get the third console, like once it's on PC, Xbox, and uh, PS4, then we can look at the final sales. Well, they, they were they were uh, comparing it PS4 to PS4 though, and that's how they got that fifty percent number. But even though the sales are down, it's still top charts in that time. So there might have yeah. been something else going on that might have kept people. From well, really I also think it might be. Buying. Remember, those are all physical sales as well. I have a strong yeah. feeling. Destiny is Destiny Two was massively adopted as a digital game. Yeah, right. same. 
We'll, we'll yeah. see. I, I have a feeling the final numbers are going to come out and Destiny is going to turn out to be in the top three highest selling games of the year. Just because yeah. they already passed a million concurrent players one day, which is it, just... Yeah, they, they passed 1.2 million. It, I mean, which is just... Yeah. I mean, you have to have like tens of millions of sales to pull something yep. like that off. Yeah, you really do. You, or I guess everybody just buys it played all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's, that's rare. I mean, you have to be online to play the game. Yeah. The thing. So they could have recorded that like the day after it came out. But... Um, They'll, they'll talk about it in their quarterly sales and stuff. Uh, I would just be more concerned if it didn't do what they wanted to launch numbers, expect microtransactions to all of a sudden be more in the spotlight than ever before with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's what I was saying in my video is I was worried that the microtransactions, in my opinion, weren't very invasive. But if the sales dip, I do have a feeling there's going to be a method to purchase guns. I do think there's going to be a way where you can literally just like a buy exotics vendor. Uh, I, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, that would be terrible. Oh man, it'd be, it'd be terrible. But I guarantee you, like yeah, that was that was where Battlefield Heroes went. I don't know if you remember that old. It was PC specific, I think. Game, um, EA put it out, and it was mostly free to play. It was unlockable; like you could just unlock things as you played it. But then at some point, to just make money, they were like, "Screw it," and just started selling all their weapons for cash. And apparently, that model worked like heavily. Oh, wow. oh gosh, really? Wow. Oh mm. man. Yeah, oh, I, I think I think we we should wait until we see you know PC number sales. I really think it's going to sell well on PC. Yeah, you know, like like what you were saying. I think it's a lot of people are probably waiting for that version. Um, I have it on PS4, but I'm going to buy it on PC, and like mm -hmm. that's the one that I'm going to play on. I'm going to focus on that one. Um, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. And and imagine too, there are a lot of PC player only or only PC players who don't have consoles that never played Destiny of, and have wanted to play Destiny. Yeah. Now this is their first time to jump in, and that's a big audience. There's a lot of people. So when I when I was at QuakeCon, which is obviously almost exclusively a PC gaming convention, uh, when I was talking to people just on the floor, random people, 100% of people said that they wanted to uh, try Destiny 2 on PC, and most of them said they wanted to buy it. Just like because there was so much hype and so much talk about the first game, and many of them never even got to pick up a controller for it. So it's like, oh, this is our chance. 60 bucks to, to go into this world? Sure, I'll give it a shot. I, I had a friend like that, uh, but when the demo dropped, because he was kind of spoiled with how other MMOs on PC do it, where they're just like, here's the world, enjoy, uh -huh. with how Destiny did it, where it was like, here's this mission, enjoy, he actually managed to get in touch with a GM and get a refund for it. Now he's waiting to see how it actually pans out, because at this point, I think for a lot of people, the issue is what content are we getting initially with the game how quickly are we going to tear through it and how much are we just going to be like at the end wondering when's the next thing happening because that's yep. always the benefit with i guess older mmos that people seem to forget like the game comes out it gives you all this cool content and then the next game comes out like the the expansion which in this case would be like kind of like destiny 2 although it's a little more like i guess taken king and stuff you still have all the previous stuff now you have all this new stuff and it just keeps going and going so you have all the content but now we're getting destiny 2 which is going to be a sliver of what we're going to be getting eventually and it's going to be missing a massive chunk Ooh. of stuff that's now just not there you know it's interesting people. evan uh chad i think was making the same exact point you were kind of when you were just saying that he said mmo sequels are hard because they have less content than the original you have to yeah. convince destiny one players to surrender everything for destiny two and that's a great point because mm -hmm. if you look at something like world of warcraft for example they sell the expansions that give you all of obviously all the old stuff and the new stuff and they sell it at a full retail price of what like 50 or 60 bucks still yeah, yeah. Like a new expansion comes out, you get all the old stuff, and then you get the new stuff. They're still going to charge you a monthly fee, and you still have to pay them fifty bucks. 
<laughs> so um, that makes a lot of sense from what Chad's saying, and, and I think he's just making the same kind of the same point. Um, you were Evan. No, yeah, it, it's definitely a big issue because I'm at this point it is an MMO, but it's missing a ton of things. Like, yeah. And, and but what, you, what you've said probably before, Evan, that is your 60 frames per second. Um, really really your big version, the version that's going to give you everything you want. You get visuals, you get frame rate, depending on your video card, and it looks like it's not very hard to run. Um, Digital Foundry did a whole thing, it wasn't that bad. But that's everything. If you want your 60 frames experience, that's what you get. You know, And I think that you're right. I think some people are probably waiting for that just because they want that uncompromising experience. I, I think, honestly, at this point, he's probably waiting because it would be the worst thing ever if it drops on PC, but it drops at the state it did when it initially dropped on console. And then the time frame that goes by eventually drops the patches that they've already had, and we're just behind by like two months or something. It'll just be so obnoxious. Oh, Sh- uh, Sheriff Sarar says, uh, "Keep up the great work." Thanks to all of us. <laughs> I've seen him on uh, Twitter actually. He's he's actually a really cool dude. He retweets yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of people's stuff. Um, yeah, and he has a big following that people will go to. So he actually helps out a lot of a lot of smaller and mid level. Um, YouTubers, I've actually seen them a lot on there. So thank, thank you for retweeting yeah. all of our stuff when we when we have something slightly interesting to share well, and, and supporting the show. Thank you for supporting the show. We we all like doing this, but obviously Canadian dollars keep the lights on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently everybody needs a cam link now. So there you go. <laughs> um, actually, Max, you still need, you still need to get a camera, dude. Yep, yep. I'm still secretly filming all my videos with a cell phone, actually. Isn't that insane? Max, when you told me that, I couldn't believe it. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. I was yeah, shocked. I got, I got 1.3 million views last month, and people don't realize that I'm still just talking to a cell phone. <laughs> that is that is incredibly inspiring to hear. Yeah. I just want to let you know, especially with a YouTuber at your level. Who, that, that's not that small I, anymore, Max. Yeah. You know? and that's, that's what I like to tell people. Like, when, I, I do like to, when I do panels at conventions, I like to do a, like how to get started on YouTube panels, and a lot of times I tell people, like in your pocket is a camera better than most of us started with. So if you want to make videos, just talk. If you sound happy enough and passionate enough and have something to say that nobody else is saying, people will watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. It makes a lot of sense. It's um like I what did I I use like a uh, I didn't use a cell phone, I used a um like a Sony hand cam. I remember I went to Walmart and was like, I'm getting this hand cam because I gotta tell people about the RAM and the switch. <laughs> I told the Walmart person there, I was like, I'm trying to make YouTube videos, what's a good one? And they were like, uh, this one's blue. <laughs> I just looked over at the shelf and was like, I guess that box is something. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well it says Sony on it, I guess I'll do that. Um yeah. but some people I've seen on YouTube record with iPod touches. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the older ones, I'm not even kidding, like the iPod Touch 4, people would record with that. So, you can start with pretty much anything, really, I think. Um, yeah. Tablets now have cameras on them. Like, I always tell people, audio is more important than video. If you sound like, if you sound friendly and you can talk like we're all buddies and we're all just sharing like an interesting story, like, I want to tell you about this game that I've been playing, people will be engaged. So it doesn't matter if your frame rate's a little bit bad or it's rendered a little bit weird. Like, as long as you have a decent microphone, you can film with a potato. You can have a static image. One of my, I have a video that has over a half a million views, and it's literally a slideshow of images. It's just me reading a script off a napkin into a cell phone, and then I just put a slideshow of images about Pyramid Head. Yeah, <laughs> that's the other thing. There's a lot of commentator uh, commentators on YouTube, so technically you don't really need a camera. But mm-hmm. I, I I do personally think it's better to have a camera because I think it helps connect with your audience a little better. That's just mm-hmm. me personally. Yeah. Um, and I I really wanted to do a video at some point. Um, with some other people, um, maybe you got uh, Will B McConnell. Thanks for the uh, is that a five dollars that 
I'm not sure if that's like a different type of currency. <laughs> okay. um, th thanks either way, though. Uh, I really wanted to do a video because I think like Philip is good with editing and he knows his lighting and stuff. And like Max, you're really good with scripting and stuff. I really want to do a video at one point where everyone like kind of teams up for a video and just kind of gives people a little bit of inspiration and help on how to even just get started. Mm -hmm. I'm sort of working on something like that now just for fun. Uh, I, I, one of the questions I get the most is how do I review so many games since I review about 50 games a year? And so <laughs> I, my plan is to like one of those weird times where I'm reviewing two big games in 10 days, I'm going to actually film myself talking through my process and then mm -hmm. put it up after the reviews are up and be like, hey, did you like those last two reviews? This is how they're made. See the part where I didn't sleep? That's how I got <laughs> you said that Behind like Behind the scenes. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, are you just robbing like Red Bull trucks? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, and and I think like people don't understand that like when you treat YouTube like a job, that means clocking in and clocking out. And so a big thing I do is when I have a big review due, I wake up at six a.m. and I work till six p.m. And then by telling myself I have to stop at a certain time and I have to start at a certain time, I take it more seriously. I focus more. I take more efficient notes. And so uh, I think that's part of my creative process. That's how I get like twenty hours of work done a day in twelve hours. When you're your own boss, it's it can be difficult at times to structure yourself. Yes. And one of the most important pieces of advice I can give you if you're interested in becoming, you know, or starting a YouTube channel is structure yourself. And you will find that time is probably the most valuable thing. And you have plenty of it if you use it wisely. Mm -hmm. um, oh, Nathan, don't mess with me. Golf story this Tuesday? I don't know. I need that game. <laughs> Golf story looks good. Yeah, but um, really, like you guys are saying, just turn, just turn on a camera, turn on a microphone, and uh, I guess talk about what you like. That's pretty much it. <laughs> um, but uh, I, yeah, that's a good idea, though, Max. That would actually be something you could even do, like on your page, uh, Patreon, just like do like a behind the scenes thing. Mm -hmm. I think that would actually go really well. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get a kick. I've been doing a thing on my Patreon where I put outtakes because I film a lot of skits <laughs> for the top tens, and yeah. I've, got a, I've got a great outtake for this month's uh, Patreon where. I fell and cut my arm really bad. I was doing a, a thing of top 10 games that changed YouTube. And one of them I was talking about how Pokemon Go introduced this new aspect of basically vlogging YouTubers talking about games. Uh, and so I basically filmed my own little fake Pokemon Go vlog and I fell into a ditch really bad. Like basically I was like, okay, I'll set the camera up and I'll be walking along like I'm just vlogging and I'll fake fall. And then I ended up real falling and falling all the way down this ditch. So. <laughs> that's good that's good i like the outtake idea that's a cool idea man um do you film all that stuff with your iphone too yeah i film everything on my oh. I, I, let me show you one second let me grab i have a this Dude, i'm honestly tripod, impressed this tiny little tripod is actually my uh my tripod for my camera so when i film videos i literally just set it on this like i'm not even joking like this is like a the tiniest but thing literally these videos get hundreds of thousands of views sometimes and i'm literally talking on this Oh, that's great. Like that it just shows awesome. like you, YouTube is about how you talk and what you got to talk about and, and being interesting. Just make friends, talk to the audience like they're your friends and, and make sure they understand what you're talking about and people will watch. That is awesome. Shooting on an iPhone and everything. I mean, I see people get like those telescopic lenses for them and all that stuff. That's <laughs> yeah. like, it's kind of funny. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it is worth upgrading your camera. But if you're, I mean, if you got it going, man, that's, mm. that's good stuff. <laughs> Um, so, okay. So let me, uh, Oh, two things. One, um, just so you guys a reminder, uh, I believe it is the 19th. So that'd be Tuesday, 
3 a.m. my time is when that Sony event's supposed to go on that uh, Dave was talking about. So if something big happens, which we are expecting something to happen from Sony, expect to see really the wake up and see stuff going on like all over the internet. So expect, expect that then. Um, and uh, then we have to talk about something that I guess, Evan, you should be aware is, uh, is going to be controversial a little bit. So we're going to get into that in a second. Oh, Brian, Brian Brammer. I've actually known Brian for a while. Um, the, he's been around. I remember he was talking to me back when I think when I had like two or 3,000 subscribers. So he's been around for a while. Um, and I think he's actually talked to you too, Max, on Twitter a lot. He, uh, recently, he's been talking to me a bunch on Twitter. He is a freaking legit dude. Thanks so much yeah. for always tweeting me randomly. It's it's fun. I can't get back to everything, but I like I like getting to wake up and randomly talk games to people. Uh, Brian was uh, – he actually sent me a tweet. Uh, Wonder Boy, by the way, on the Switch – is getting a uh, physical release um, hmm. in Asia, uh, Asia only. Strangely, I don't, I don't know why that is. I like the the smaller indie companies doing those physical releases. I think it's awesome. By the way, um, I just wish they would do some over here. I don't know why it's only Asia. It's very odd. Um, also, I oh y'all said uh, <laughs> it's funny. I just mentioned that too while I, I saw it pop up. What what do you think will be at Sony's presentation on Tuesday? I think we've all been very clear about this. We all feel like we want to see a handheld. Mm-hmm. From Sony, I can't guarantee that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other thing that I can personally think of that would be really cool to see that would be in no way competition to Nintendo, so I don't know why it would be a big deal, is wireless VR through the PlayStation VR. Eliminate yeah. all wires. Um, but if it's going to affect Nintendo, as we're hearing, it would, I think, personally have to be a handheld or hybrid system. Mm-hmm. That's just I'm just going off what, we, what uh, Dave has alluded to and where we are right now. Something that would affect Nintendo... It would have to be that or a partnership of some kind that I can't think of. Um, uh, the only the cra- the only thing that would be any crazier than than Sony announcing a handheld is Miyamoto showing up on that Sony stage. Yeah. They just would walk it- out there and announce that they bought the company that Nintendo has to buy the memory from, and they're no longer giving the memory to Nintendo. <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> like, we call this move the checkmate, and they just walk out and clap for themselves. Everyone's sitting there, in stunned silence. I think yeah, there'd be way like, more no. angry people in that audience than anything else. Yeah, that would be insane. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the case, but that'd be I funny. Just, I hope it's not like a PS1 classic or something like that, you know? I, I, some... I wouldn't mind. So uh, I've seen it. Did y'all see there was this interesting interview recently with uh, the guy who's directing a lot of the Final Fantasies and uh, uh, what's his name? Schreier. Uh, Jason Schreier of Kotaku was talking to him, who's like a great journalist. And he basically was just... He got to be alone with him for an hour, and he was just asking a bunch of hard questions that the guy clearly never heard. And he basically was straight up like, how come we don't see any of the old Final Fantasies on PS4? And he was like, what? And he's like, yeah, how come like Final Fantasy 1 and 5 and 6, why aren't those on PS4? And he's like, "I nobody told me that y'all wanted that. Like, of course we want that. Like, everybody loves those games. Just We just want them playable. So I was like, oh. Well, we'll talk to Sony then. So I wouldn't be too shocked if if we really start seeing PlayStation Classics finally coming to the PS4. Brian was asking, he had a follow-up question. Uh, what do you think Nintendo's big card will be that uh, Super Metal Dave is talking about? So if you're not sure, Super Metal Dave is talking about, uh, at this point, he's pretty much made it apparent, Sony is announcing something that will affect Nintendo, but then Nintendo will counter Sony with something that will affect Sony later on in the year. So mm-hmm. it's supposed to be Sony and then Nintendo. I thought about Nintendo a lot, and I think I know what it's going to be um, because it would have to affect something that Sony is trying to push now. I don't think Nintendo is going to show up with a new home console. I think they're just they're, they're sticking with the Switch, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to do VR. Yeah. That's, that's my main thought. I think they're going to do VR, and it sounds crazy, but I think they're going to do VR 
better than Sony does because they have the characters that can push that along. Uh, Mario Kart VR, I think, would sell pretty well. <laughs> well, and and they can even do weird stuff of like, oh, you already bought Doom. Well, you also now have Doom Switch VR. Right? Wouldn't that be like, crazy? Stuff like that. Like people kind of underestimate the fact of like people will buy an old product or go back and buy DLC for a product they already own. If it's just like, Hey, that thing you already own. Well, we updated it with these new features. Like, Oh my God, VR. Well, here's the thing. Um, I think the, the reason I think it's VR is because I think it also explains the supplemental compute device. I think the supplemental compute device is similar to PlayStation's booster box. Mm-hmm. Is the idea i think that's what's happening here so we will get vr it will be wired it's not gonna be wireless um and it will hook up to a box that will increase the power of the switch to provide a decent vr experience you may even get a whole headset and all this other stuff yeah. you might not even use the switch's screen at all um and uh, i think that is what nintendo is going to attempt i think they're going to attempt vr and i think they're going to do it better than sony will just because of the characters mm-hmm. um, um i so. I don't know. I'm so apprehensive because the PSVR is such a weird device. I've, I've flip-flopped on it a lot. I'm still... I don't care for the PSVR. I feel like it's way too expensive to get that install base and the games are all failing because nobody can buy it. It's. I'm afraid of Switch. I, I hope the Switch does it right. I feel like they can. I, thinking about it, you're probably right in that Mario Kart VR, Switch VR, well, here, having a, an extra here's mode. Inter- here's the interesting thing. I don't think they'll have to sell as much stuff because I think they'll use the Joy Cons in way of the yeah. uh, of those. What are those? Um, the you know the the, the, the move P- control PS4 remotes or whatever the PS4 right. cons. Whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll be buying you'll be buying a headset that probably they'll try to come in at 1080p resolution, a booster box, and I, I'm going to be pretty bold about this. I think they can get all of that out without anything else for 250. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be enough to get uh, the, the Switch's VR headset out there into the public. And I think they'll even package a game with it. Like Mario Kart VR might be a pack-in game. Um, and I think that that would be Nintendo's shot at VR. Um, and I think if they do it right with that, maybe they have a free thing where you can explore Hyrule Castle mm-hmm. or, or Mario 64's castle or any of that stuff. Um, I can see it working. A- extra modes like that do actually sell stuff sometimes. I think even if you just had a thing where, congratulations, you bought Mario Odyssey, well, there's actually a hat mode where you actually like do weird mini games and you jump from head to head as the hat. And it's like, I, I don't know, I-, I think that could be successful if that really comes to fruition. Sure, sure. I mean, if the, the, the best case scenario is that they can come in at $200. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the be- absolute best case scenario. They show up, it's $200 for this headset. You already have the Joy-Cons, right? So you don't mm-hmm. need anything else. You already have the system, so you just plug it in, and it has a booster box that runs to it. That is the best case scenario I think they could do. I don't think they can get it to 200 though. I think mm-hmm. 250 is good. 300 is pushing it big time. Yeah. Um, because then it becomes the same price as the system. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I don't know. I feel like when we were talking about World of Goo, for anyone who just joined the podcast, we were talking about World of Goo on the Switch, and we were talking about how that uses gy- or gyro controls to sort of uh, like emulate the AR sensor, or the IR sensor, um, you know, to point at the screen and sort of like use that like you would a mouse. Um, I think that for VR, like there's an issue there. It's motion tracking, like because we can we can see like you know, we the the Joy-Con can detect. Um, it's if you're if it's tilted or if it's on the side or if it's on the right, but it can't detect position positional tracking. It mm-hmm. doesn't know where it is in the room. So if you're grabbing something with Mario Kart, you know, to throw something, it's not going to know. I mean, it'll know that it moved, but it's not going to know that your hand went in that direction to grab mm-hmm. something, and then to pull back 
and then to throw. You know what I mean? Because yeah, this senses movements, but it doesn't know that it went from here to here unless I jerk it that way, you know? Mm. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. So, yeah. Interesting. I wonder how they would solve that. I don't know. I mean, they honestly, I, I don't know. Maybe there could be a camera. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really sure of the extent of all the technology in the Joy-Con. I mean, we had no idea it could do World of Goo until World of Goo came out. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, it has IR functionality without the... Remember we were talking about the sensor bar forever about this system? What, how are they yeah. going to do it without sensor bar? And then it comes out and, oh, it doesn't need the sensor bar. That's weird. I, I seem to remember, I believe there was an early rumor that there was going to be a sensor bar on top. If I remember correctly, there was a rumor that there was going to be a, a flat line across the top, and when you're playing movie sensor games, you'd have to aim it at you. Yep, I remember that. I remember that. It was part of the dock or something, right? Like, yeah, and I remember people were, people were like, that's not bad, but it sure as hell looks weird seeing a built-in <laughs> movement sensor. Yeah, uh, so that's interesting. We'll have to see, though, um, but we'll know for sure what's happening because if it is a handheld, I mean, who knows at that point? Like if, like if Sony announced a handheld, who knows at that point when Nintendo's going to counter with? I think VR, because we keep hearing them talk about VR. We've seen yeah. the patents. That's just my assumption. Um, it could be a it could be a home console variant, and then they discontinue the 3DS next year or something. But I, I don't know. That seems weird to do that because they keep calling the Switch their home console. Um, yeah, or or they could just have a, a big secret IP. I mean, their counter blow could just be another big game. Like if if it turns out that they secretly have like a, a legit like Earthbound two that is a Switch exclusive or something like that. Like you don't need a new feature if it's just a crazy bombshell game still in headlines. That would be that would be really really big. I mean, I would have said Pokemon on the Switch would have been that big headline, but they've already announced it. Like mm -hmm. if they if Sony was like, yeah, we gotta do handheld, and Nintendo was like, well, Pokemon's on the Switch. I feel like Sony would be like, ah, oh. <laughs> yeah, like, I bet you'd be like, come on, like we're just, we just announced our handheld, we're trying to kill it before it gets out. Uh, oh, uh, Monster Fueled makes a good point. Rocket League needs to hurry up and come out. That's the game. I can't believe we did not get a release date for. I don't know how we don't have a release date for that, that game. They're probably just gonna ghost launch it. It's probably yeah. just, it's probably ninety percent done and just going through cert like certification could could take weeks sometimes. And as soon as it's done, they're just gonna be like, Congratulations, it's out tomorrow. I have Rocket League needs to hurry up and come out for Switch so I can become a her hermit and ruin my life. Monster <laughs> Fueled. I, I own Rocket League twice now on my PC and my PS4. And I'll own it again on the Switch. <laughs> I, I own it on PS4 and Xbox One. I bought the physical version on Xbox One just because it came with this giant silver postcard of a car hitting a, uh, a ball. And I was like, I like postcards. I don't mail them, but I'll keep it. That's cool. That's neat. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it again on the Switch, obviously, because it's a way to play the game portably. And I already play it enough on my PC and my, uh, my uh, PS4. So I will buy it again. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And also, I'm very curious to see how it's going to run on the Switch and what it looks like. So why not? Um, so let's talk about, we're going to finish up the Q&A. Um, Evan, I'm going to let you know now we're going to start talking about the controversial topic. If you want to be right, ready for it. Prepare yourselves. <laughs> that's going on. Um, I do also want to make mention we're, we're not talking about uh, the initial thing that happened. We're talking about the follow-up with the developer. I'm not at all interested in the debate or anything else around what PewDiePie said. I don't care. Um, I really don't. Uh, but I want to talk about the backlash with the developer. Now, Max, I know you can walk us through this, through this better than I can. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm trying to remember his name. It was like something Santos, right? Or am I thinking Camp wrong? Campo, Campo Santos, the developer. Campo, yeah. Yes. Okay. Do you, want to, do you want to walk everyone through what, what happened here after PewDiePie um, yeah, yeah. forgot where so, he was, like a senile so, person, and said yeah. that he's so, so after uh, PewDiePie decided to say something horrible on live stream, um, 
uh, Campo Santo, which is the makers of uh, Firewatch, they're a very small studio. Well, one of their head developers, the guy who's basically the head of the studio, decided like, well, you know what? We have a video that is on PewDiePie's stream. PewDiePie uh, played our game start to finish on his YouTube channel and has 5.7 million views. And we don't want that up there anymore. We don't like PewDiePie. We don't like PewDiePie's brand. We're going to remove our game. And so they actually filed a DMCA, a Digital Millennium Copyright Act notice, which basically is if you infringe. Like, say, um, uh, Spawnwave writes a song. I take that song and put it in the background of my video. Even though all the rest of my video is new content, I you? stole his song. So Spawnwave could totally take my video down. It's a little bit of a gray area in this case, but they actually removed his video. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's it seems that he wanted to remove the video because he didn't agree with something that PewDiePie did or said or whatever, or who he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not so much about the video actually infringing on anything. Just yes. He's not sure. Nobody's sure about these Let's Plays, and that's a thing. Yeah. Um, they don't know if it's... But I, I have some interesting thoughts on this, about the whole thing with... Because... On one side, uh, Campo Santos thinks that uh, he can do this, and then on the other side, PewDiePie thinks he would win in court yeah. over this. Now, this is where it becomes super gray area, and I'm going to explain why. Because not all Let's Plays are the same. You have Let's Plays where people will not say a single word, and they will sit there and just play the game, and that's it. Yeah. Right? You just you just see their face. Sometimes you don't even see them. It's just like straight up just a, like just it's just footage of the game, and that's it. There's mm-hmm. no commentary, no nothing. That, to me is absolutely uh, prone to that DMCA yeah. takedown. But they don't do it because they make money. He even said himself, they probably made quite a bit of money, a game that probably would not have made the money it did because of PewDiePie's views, right? I mean, I think we're pretty, I think we're pretty aware of that. Yeah, well, remember, we actually did have an interesting case where, uh, does anybody remember there was an indie game called That Dragon Cancer? A father made it about his son's mm-hmm. unfortunate loss to cancer. Um, well... There was millions and millions and millions of views on Let's Plays, but the game itself sold like 30,000 copies. And since they were so mad that there were so many silent Let's Plays with like 10 million views, making it where people never actually needed to buy the game and see the story for themselves, they just watched it like a movie, uh, he started copyright claiming it. Since he legally owns the music, he basically was claiming all the videos so they'd still have ads They'd still be up, but he'd start earning all that money off them. That was other another kind of weird gray area of like, is that legal? Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. They, I think they won an award too at the uh, the Game Awards show in December as well. Um, but that's where things become interesting because here's the thing about Let's Plays, and I'm gonna, I'll ask you this, uh, Max, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched it's Firewatch, right? Is the game? Yeah. I watched PewDiePie's video on it a while ago because I remember it popped up and I was like, I'll check, I'll check out what his thought is on this game. And he, you know, he does this whole shtick where he's loud and he tries to be funny and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at the comments and stuff, he did take a game that is not supposed to be funny and made it funny. Mm-hmm. Now, if you change the entire genre of a game mm-hmm. by commentary, acting, whatever you're doing, does that then transform it enough to not be prone to the DMCA takedown and be protected by fair use? See- me personally, as a biased content creator, I think it does. Uh, I'm seeing actual lawyers say the opposite, though. There's like a big argument right now. Uh, John Bain, uh, t- better known as Total Biscuit,'s been talking about it. There's been a lot of video game attorneys that are talking about this and saying that it is unfortunately not that cut and dry. Uh, since mm-hmm. it shows so, typically the way you can get around fair use is the less of something you use, 
the more clearly it falls into that. If I'm doing a movie review and I'm only showing you silent clips of the trailer, you legally can't DMCA me. If I'm doing a review of Tekken 7 and I'm just showing you some combos, but I'm not using their their like sound bites and cutscenes, you can't really copyright strike me. But if I'm playing all of Tekken 7 start to finish with full audio and stuff, then legally it becomes more shifty sand. I think it should be legal. I don't know if it is. I don't have enough legal background to say 100% yes. What about like a what about like a horror game like Five Nights at Freddy's, right? A game that's not supposed to be funny, but yeah. then Markiplier plays it, screams at the top of his lungs, you know, breaks the sound barrier or whatever, and uh, and then it becomes a very hysterical yeah. video. Something that's not supposed to be funny becomes funny. Mm-hmm. To me, is that I mean, I mean, for example, the South Park case that they won, they used pretty much the same exact song word for word with mm-hmm. butters, and they yeah. won. Yes, yeah, using the exact same song, and that's that's the hard slippery slope. Is like if anything, Five Nights at Freddy's videos, even if they're playing the whole game, are so transformative. It's a totally different thing. Whereas a Five Nights at Freddy's theory video probably uses more copyrighted content because it's literally reading every single document. So it's like, and that's that's the hard thing about fair use is that it is, it's so many shades of gray, and it is such a case by case example. My fear is that PewDiePie goes to court and loses. Like he's not going. I'm, he's not going I, to. I, I doubt I'm not, he will. I'm not go- saying he is, but yeah, I'm saying yeah. if for some reason he does, because who knows if it, he's a Swedish citizen living in London. If he went to American courts, like it's it's such a big mess. My fear is that somehow he does go to court and he somehow like insanely manages to catch the wrong judge and it manages to lose the case. That would set a very bad precedent for everybody on YouTube. Which that could be bad, yeah. Yeah, it's a possibility for sure. Yeah. And that that's what's scary is that it's it's not a 0% chance. I mean, it more so affects Let's Players who yeah. just play games. Streamers. It affects streamers big time. Like, it could shut down all of Twitch almost if yeah. that happened. Yeah. I think you drive a, a really good point, though, John. Like, I mean, if, if it's just showing gameplay, a video of the exact game just being played from start to finish, I think that that's pretty easy to nail. Like, you know, okay, that's... Yeah obviously copyright infringement but i mean if um somebody's playing the game from start to finish putting their their face over it commentating over it turning it like not only changing its genre from like horror or whatever to comedy but changing its medium from a game to a video like i think that that's totally come on you know what i mean like he made something different here he took your idea Mm -hmm. and he made something different with it and that's just what it is it's very much you've made you may have made this harmonica, but when I got it and like farted the Star Spangled Banner through it, that is officially a completely different thing that you intended for it, and it's transformative. Yeah, right, yeah. right. That's my thought. There um, is is that it's possible that it could be, but again, there's so many different Let's Players that do so many different things. Some people don't even do anything. The one thing I'll give PewDiePie credit for is at least he really really tries hard in his videos to make it different or funnier or anything he wants to do with it whereas others will just sit there quietly maybe say a word every what yeah minute or two and that's it like they don't talk over it they don't maybe even tell a story like the game grumps will do things like tell an entire story about yeah. anything else and then they're, they're and they're playing they're, zelda or something they're, they're doing a thing once where they were playing pokemon and they're reading the nastiest craigslist ads they can at the same time. <laughs> it's like that's as transformative as it gets yeah so that's that's my thought there that's the other that's another channel that would be in really massive trouble if anything ever happened is Game Grumps. They would yeah. probably go away, um, which is a shame because they actually add a lot to their videos. Yeah. One of my favorite channels in the world is Funhouse, and they've talked about the fact because they make they make like 
10 uh, GTA videos a week. They do two a day. And they're so funny. They have, like, such great things. They invite so many, like, like actual, like, mega famous comedians will even come on their show occasionally and do, like, episodes with them. And it's so funny. And they've actually mentioned that Rockstar Games has started reaching out to them and thanking them for their videos and saying, like, look, like, this game keeps selling better and better and better. GTA Five is an unstoppable force. And it's probably because of people like you getting 20 million views a month playing it that helps so they straight up said if anybody ever tries to mess with y'all's copyright it's not us contact us and we'll help you dude we have um i think philip did you get your death squared uh plushies no they never sent oh, them to me let me, me grab these hold on hold yeah. on let me grab these i guess talk amongst ourselves hi how's it going everybody i see chats uh chats really i'm actually glad that a lot of chats really kind of going into the legality of it i kind of like that I mean, the word cancer is being thrown around a lot, but that's okay. Yeah, no, it's totally fine. These were, these were sent to me because because uh, I did the Let's Play for Death Squared. Oh, Those cool. are adorable. Yeah. <laughs> they they sent me four of them. They sent me four of them, and with a big with a big thank you card saying thanks for playing our game. It did really well, um, and Let's Players like you made it possible. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. They told, so they told like, me they were going to send me something, but they never did. Because so, your let's so, play didn't do so well. Oh, allegedly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, some of them love let's players. I mean, it's the way, especially smaller. Indie developers like these will never hate let's players. They will yeah. always love let's players. Um, uh, and I do think I will also say this, just just to be honest. I think the Firewatch developer. I don't want to say he saw a great opportunity to get in front of cameras, you know, in people's minds, but I think he saw a great opportunity to get in people in front of people. He's. Oh yeah. He already made way more money on that than he ever thought he would. They already get so much press. They still go to PAX. I mean, they have so many cameras on them already. They're already such a... It, I just don't understand why an extremely successful person wouldn't gamble that unless they had some sort of good reasoning for it. I don't, Wait, know, if it's, I don't know if it's just fame. Here, here's how you tell me you're, um, you're very serious about what happened here and you really want to make amends because you don't want to keep the money that you made from him. Figure out how much money you may have made yeah. and, and then donate it. That's that's what people are trying. He's trying to estimate that go. now. That's what it, people are already saying that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's so weird. Uh, on the positive subject of let's players, though, I always thought it was really interesting. Uh, y'all know? Have y'all ever seen or played Axiom Verge? Yes, I love that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. And what's really interesting is that he made his game and he completely made it. And he was like, "All right, this is great. I really want this to get picked up by the speedrunner community." So he, after the game was done, he ended up putting in a built-in a speedrun mode where it have no cutscenes and no talking. You just basically run to where cutscenes will take place, and there's a giant series of clocks in the corner that'll count down each checkpoint. Like the basically a built-in like like HUD that speedrunners use. That's it's so cool. Like that game ended up selling a lot better just because of the speedrunning community. Um, let's uh, let's jump over to the Q and A section since we have like 15 minutes left. Yeah, yeah. You want to do that um evan did you see any good questions to get us started with right now that was i mean <laughs> good eh. I, Pokemon I mean, the, chat, the chat behaved itself man with that topic I, or I was, I'm actually madness happy. kept spamming for a while there asking if where let me go all the way back if we thought that dbz legendary super warrior on the game boy color should come back <laughs> like he kept he kept asking like it's an interesting question um uh I, I think I'd rather see fighters show yeah, up honestly. Yeah. on everything, but uh, I mean, I guess it's a Game Boy Color game. It's easy enough. I just don't know why 
that would be the one Game Boy Color game to make it over. <laughs> Did you ever play? There was a Dragon Ball Z RPG that came out on on uh, Game Boy Advance, and I think it's really bad. I think I found it for a dollar yep, at GameStop. I it. And what was it called? Uh, Legend of Goku. And you yeah. Yeah. Legend, Legend of a uh, no, it was um, Legacy of Goku. Legacy, Legacy of Goku. Yes. yes. Yeah. Legacy I, of Goku. I remember one of the first missions is you actually stand in a giant pentagram to teleport somewhere, and I remember just being like, "What am I doing? I don't remember this from Dragon Ball at all. What the hell is going Did on?" Did you play? Did you play Boo's Fury? No. The third one? That was a much better game. Play that one. Get an emulator or whatever or find it. Um, super I, worth it. It's actually a much better... They took everything that was terrible about the first one and then the second one and then fixed everything in Boost Fury. I, I probably have it. I, I have hundreds of Game Boy Advance games because I'm a, <laughs> a nutcase. I probably have it. Yeah, Boost Fury, much better. Um, also, if you've never played the DS uh, Dragon, Ball, um, Dragon Ball Z RPG, um, mm. I believe it's called Attack of the Saiyans. If I'm thinking correctly, um, awesome, awesome RPG, so good. Like if you've never played it before, it's a re it's such an underrated RPG on the DS. Um, and in, in Dragon Ball in general, Attack of the Sands, I believe is what it's called. Um, you find it, yeah, yeah. I if you don't have it, finding all those games that uh, Arc Systems made that were DBZ fighters that we just I didn't even know I couldn't remember like at I all. I had I grew I kept buying those when I was growing up like the Fighter sixty six and all those or is that what you're talking about? No, there it was Super Sonic Warriors on Game Boy Advanced. I think they weren't that good, oh. but they released a 3ds one that was beautiful. Like the supers are kind of bad, but like the animations were incredible. Uh, somebody else said, "Do you think uh, we could see an Overwatch announcement on Switch at BlizzCon?" I I don't I don't know I don't. Blizzard is so tied up right now. Yeah. They had that one announcement they talked about where a lot of their day to day issues are just yep. with the salty and toxic community yep. and trying to fix <laughs> that's, it. That's so yeah. They deal with so much hate now that it's and literally then, eating up their hours. Yep. And then a that's major amazing. portion of their company is trying to make the uh, the Overwatch. Well, I can never remember what it's called now. Ooh. The Overwatch League actually work. Yeah, that's a, that's a, teams teams join, teams leave. Big teams look at it and go maybe, and then they try to like bring them in, and then they're just like, oh, what? No, we have to change. No, we're not. We're out. We're out. And then they lose all these big names, big streamers, big people to pull up, big names to pull people into this idea. Yeah, they just can't seem to do it right. Yeah. Um, somebody did make a good point. A uh, great game that they could bring to the Switch fairly easily is Metal Gear Solid Five. I, I, honestly, that's probably really easy for them to do. Um, yeah. Then they're also uh, someone else asked about expectations for Tokyo Game Show. Um, right now, the company that I'm really looking at for Tokyo Game Show is uh, Sega and Atlas. Um, yeah. There are two unnamed live streams that, that are going on um, with no real subject outlined yet. Just just live stream for a game. Um, and I don't know what they're going to show, but it could be a couple things. They could be remaking um, Persona 3 or 4 for the PS4, or they could be doing something for Nintendo Switch. We already know it's not the Xbox, right? We're, gonna, we're just going to move on past that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they could be doing something for either one, and I think it might be something with Persona, to be honest. Yeah. Um, one of the two live streams. And I'm going to keep an eye on that. That's what's really interesting to me is, is that live stream. Of course, it's at one of them is actually at a decent time here. The other one's at like 2 a.m. Because <laughs> it's Tokyo. Uh, but it could be, I don't think, it won't be Persona 5. That's too new. But it could be Persona 3 or even a 4 going to the Switch. It's possible. Mm -hmm. But I think one is going to be for the PS4 and I think one's going to be for the Switch of those live streams for different games. Um, might even be something about Shin Megami even. Yeah, definitely. I'm thinking Shin Megami Tensei 5. Sure. 
Sure. Um, absolutely. Uh, I don't know where Trauma Center is. That should actually be, uh, if anything, believe it or not, they'll make another one for the 3DS though, before they make it for the Switch. Yeah, <laughs> Those games were so weird because you could tell that they were being made for so cheap and they just kept selling. You kept yeah. seeing them. They kept selling. Yeah, it's that slight step above just graphic novel game. Did you see yeah. that, uh, that uh, what was it, uh, the old Ego Raptor thing? It was like... Uh, drama center is what it was called and it was like we need you to perform a surgery on this person because they're full of aliens and it like it's like you know, like a normal thing like there's a bomb in this hospital and it needs to be diffused but first oh, let's no. go through and zap it with our zowie bower beams like what the f- wow <laughs> oh man um no i think wasn't wasn't nintendo skipping tokyo game show or am i wrong i feel like they were skipping it i thought that's what the whole point of those past directors awesome. were yeah. Like, I'm positive that's what that full direct is for that we saw. Um, uh, let's see. any Anything else, Evan, that you saw that I missed? What do you think the next big third-party game announcement for the Switch will be? What do I think the next... Ooh, that's a good one. What do I think the next third part, big third-party announcement will be? I mean, if it's uh, if Bethesda's going all out with them, wouldn't some of the other Bethesda ones... like what's, What'd be Fallout 4? Yeah, no, well, no, because Dishonored's technically Bethesda. Man, I would love Dishonored. I'm th- I, I'm Imagine a, motion controlled Dis- Dishonored. Well, so Dishonored, so is a really interesting thing. I'm I'm sure you guys know this, but Dishonored is actually it it keeps failing. Like it's a franchise they love and they keep making them, but those games it sells keep, terrible. Yeah. They sell terrible. Well, the first which one is I thought did really good, which is why they decided to do a second Ooh, one. The the first one sold so bad. That's why they had they had to release the definitive edition. And if the ah. definitive edition wouldn't sell, they were just gonna like stop production on the sequel. And that's why they had to come out with the, the DLC so fast, the Knife of Dunwald and all that. They are like, and that's why we're getting a standalone DLC for this one. And this this new standalone DLC basically just ends the whole storyline. So if they end up never doing a Dishonored 3, they can just leave it off. But so I would it, love it to... It was a fun it. world. It was. I loved it. So I, I really hope we get a, that on Switch. If, that would be if I had to, so good. If I had to take a guess for third-party support, I feel like it has to be Capcom. Something from Capcom. I would have to assume. Um, because they really have not done much on the Switch yet. Um, yeah. Really haven't. So uh, Monster Hunter. I mean, yeah, it's Double Cross, but it's Double Cross from the 3DS. You know, they're doing World yeah. for another... I don't know. I feel like um, Street Fighter sold too well for them to not do anything right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're still missing some games that, that uh, like, where's Bayonetta? Where's that remaster? You know, like, where's one and two on one cartridge? Mm-hmm. Um uh, that's. It, I feel like it has to be something from Capcom in general. I don't really know what you flip out if they genuinely felt like they were putting their whole heart be- behind another Mega Man game. I would love that, um, especially yeah. if they walked on stage at like Tokyo Game Show or something and, and they apologized. Just, no, they just pointed up and there's Mega Man Legends three. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my greatest hope too. Because y'all remember Mega Man Legends three? The prototype was really far along. Mm-hmm. Someone played like, it. Yeah, well, there there was actually I want to say when there like a there was a playable demo on the floor for some show. And yeah, that's the what, one from uh, IGN, was it? Yep, and there's like a video of it. Yeah, um, pretty crazy actually. Um, oh yeah, Chad makes a good point. No, me- no Mega Man Legacy Collection on the Switch. Yeah, but the Legacy Collection engines were horrible. I thought like, they, they ran. I thought they redid them in Unity. Was it? Am I thinking wrong? A lot of people are having problems with it. Yeah, so it I needs DirectX 11, which is stupid. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but how? Did oh, yeah, because we installed it on one of our testing computers. Yeah, and it needed it needed DirectX 11, which I was like, for these games, for Mega Man 7 on the on the Super Nintendo. Uh, but I, somehow they missed the boat with um, somehow they missed the boat with uh, Okami. How is Okami yeah. not on the Switch? What is that? Well, hopefully, maybe we'll get an HD remaster of Okami Den. That'd be yeah. sweet. 
Oh yeah, but like like the whole. I mean, it needs like a it doesn't need a touch screen, but I feel like that'd be a great game to use the touch screen on. Um, I don't know. They're gonna walk it on stage like Shinmu One and Two HD Remaster is real, and it's that a Switch is. exclusive. Yeah, dude, it's up on retailer sites right now on the Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, Dark Souls would be really nice right about now too. Yeah, you could do Dark Souls absolutely. There's, there's yeah. rumors they've been testing that forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, Dark Souls isn't a bad one to just be like, hey, Dark Souls, um, that's coming. Uh, then, yeah. Obviously, everyone wants Grand Theft Auto, but eh, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. I, I just want to bring Chinatown Wars to the Switch. Take all my money. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. That, I mean, it was on the PSP. They could clean it up and bring it over. Yeah, I was on the DS and PSP. I love it. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, that's uh, that's tough. I don't like. I don't even think we'll get another Smash Bros. for like two years, to be honest. Um, I think we'll get a new one. I don't think we're getting that thing ported. Yeah, um, from the way you. I mean, every hasn't every generation had one Smash Bros. Why would they make the one Smash Bros. on the on the Switch just a port from the Wii U? Yeah, well, and and somebody was speculating. It was and it was pure speculation, but they're like the the team that makes Smash. That's just all they do, and each time it takes them so many years. It's like they don't really have the time to just port something real quick and then get to work on the next one. They're very realistically, they're already super deep into dev on a sequel. And my, my yeah, my, my question here is does the Switch even need it right now? Would they even need a port of Smash that badly? I don't think so. I think they yeah. can wait. We, you know, we that have could a, be like a twenty nineteen thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be a twenty nineteen thing, you know. Smash is, is the year after Metroid or whatever. I don't know. Maybe we'll see uh, more from uh Ubisoft coming, you know, since Mario Rabbids did so well. Like maybe yeah. we will end up seeing something like, you know, Far Cry five coming over or something. Well, or a new uh, a, uh, Assassin's Creed exclusive Switch spinoff. Like, they've already said for a fact Origins can't possibly run on it, but I, they don't mind doing spinoffs, and a lot of times the spinoffs will use the same engine, but just, like, different scale, different characters, different story. Didn't or they make a spinoff uh, of Assassin's Creed for Vita? Uh-huh, called Liberation. And, right. Uh, and a really weird system where you had to change your clothes to talk people into stuff like i don't believe you because you're dressed as an assassin you're like changing to a dress all right come inside don't kill anybody <laughs> or we're uh they could also uh dig a little bit into the bag and and get a splinter cell Ooh. yeah you know move that sucker over and be like From- switch exclusive my name yeah. is sam fisher and i've never hated anything more than working <laughs> <laughs> they could they could pull in splinter cell that'd be fun get michael yeah. ironside back on the voice that'd be crazy i, I got the, the rare uh uh, PSP game Splinter Cell Chronicles, and I was like, "Oh, I think this is an HD remake." Or the first mission, the tutorial mission, is sneaking through the graveyard to visit your daughter's uh, <laughs> grave. The real I like, I can't believe I'm still doing this job. Like, oh my, like press A to crouch in your daughter's grave. Like, oh my god, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Oh man. Uh, well, I guess we'll do one more question, Evan. What do we got? Anything good? Uh, oh yeah, South Park. South Park should make its way to the Switch. It's running Snowdrop. Mario Rabbids ran fine. Bring bring South Park over. And now that, care. Yeah, now that we know Doom's coming, let's just bring South Park over. Might as yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> Doom, Ali Noir. Ali Noir is super adult. Um, I have no idea what Retro's new project is. No one does. It's insane. I have no idea what's going on over there. Apparently it's a new IP. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, uh, I don't know. Most likely some form of action. Yeah, it'll probably be something like action yeah. But I think it's a new IP. I don't think it has anything to do with anything we know right now. Um, so that's the way it goes. Uh, release date for ukulele. Who knows at this point? Whenever it's done, I guess, or whenever it's approved by Nintendo. There seems to be a lot of... After talking to a few people, um, developer-wise, that I've 
been fortunate enough to talk to. Sounds like Nintendo's communication is really as bad as we make it out to be. Yeah. <laughs> it really, really is. Um, but it does sound like that Nintendo of America is more along the lines of our thinking, and Nintendo of Japan are the ones that are like crazy senile, like out there. Yeah. So it sounds like it sounds like Nintendo of America. Oh, by the way, Max, I should tell you this. It looks like you may be able to walk into a store and get a Super Nintendo Classic on day one. I've seen that. We'll see. I'll, I'll keep $80 in my pocket, and I'll walk in like a crazy person, like, where the game's at? We'll see if they'll let me buy one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take a shot, too. I'm going to go to the Walmart over here that night. I'm actually going to try to hit him at midnight. Hmm. So see what we get. WWE 2K18 release date, I like to assume it's the same day, but who knows? Or at least uh, a week after or something. Um. What about Uncharted? I don't know. What about Uncharted? What, what, what's going on with Uncharted, Max? Tell me. <laughs> uh, it's still fantastic. I love it. But uh, obviously the guy who helped make it left the company. Uh, it underperformed, didn't it? No. It's uh, it's still like Gangbusters. Holy shit. Yeah. Uncharted oh. Uncharted 4 is actually one of the best-selling games. No, no. I mean, I mean Lost Legacy. Uh, yeah, but I mean they also made it really uh, cheap. So, I mean, uh, no. <laughs> standalone DLC is always going to, since it doesn't have a big number, numbers right. sometimes help stuff sell. So if you're just like, Uncharted... Lost Legacy. It was great, and I'm sure they made it for cheap, but it is great. So I'm sure it's gonna have a long tail. Yeah, I know. I know four sold really well. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, am I getting the? I'm no, I'm not getting the Mario Odyssey bundle. I already own a Switch. I don't need another one that just has red joy. I'd rather just buy the red joy cones. <laughs> yeah, spray paint the ones we have. For some reason, they won't dress up the Switch itself. They just package it with Joy Cons. Like change the back plate. Yeah. Like what I don't know if we'll ever see that. I don't know if we'll uh, ever see like a special edition I, Switch. They may. It, as bad as it is, I do think that Nintendo may like the fact that it looks so much like a tablet. Like kids, like the fact that kids call this a tablet is probably good for marketing. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, they can even just put a symbol on the back, you know, like a Mario symbol. Like, you can keep it black if they want, but just put like a Mario symbol on it or something. Yeah. Give me a drink. I'll see. I'll slap a big old Triforce sticker on there. Make sure that thing overheats twice as that's fast. A good, that's a <laughs> good point right here. The Probably the biggest third party announcement the Switch could get, because it seems like Kingdom Hearts is out of the question right now, is probably Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably it right there. It, and I, I do, I can tell you now the Switch can run Final Fantasy VII Remake, but it's up to them if they want it to, because I think it's timed exclusive for Sony right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I guess that's, I guess that's everything. Um, you got, you guys good? Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. You good? All right. Let's go around the, let's go around here. Uh, Philip, where can they find you, man? Uh, you guys can find me here on YouTube, youtube.com slash Philip Mewson or on Twitter, twitter.com slash Philip Mewson, and I have a review for Pokémon Tournament DX coming out on Switch uh, this Monday. So if you guys are interested in seeing how that game looks running on Switch, definitely stop by my channel. Yes, I will. I will be checking that review out. I'm curious what your thoughts are as a first-time Pokémon player to see what you think of it. Yeah, definitely. That'll be good stuff. Uh, Max, what about you, man? Where can they find you? I'm just YouTube.com/slash/DreamcastGuy. Same with Twitter. On Tuesday, I have two big reviews coming out. I've got Danganronpa Three: Killing Harmony, which is very much a bloody good puzzle game so far, and uh, I've also got Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, a series I have a long history with, so I've got a lot to say. Mm. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I'm curious about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, because you were pretty vocal leading up to it, from what yes. I remember. <laughs> so yes. I'm, I'm curious yes. where you landed on that one. I'm going to check that out. Uh, is that Tuesday morning? Uh, it'll probably be a little bit closer to the afternoon, because uh, okay. my Dane and Rampa video goes up in the morning. I'm allowed to put it up at like 11 a.m., I think. And I want to give it a little bit of room to breathe. So I'm probably going to spend the morning testing out the net code of, uh, the, on the live server. So Marvelous Capcom Infinite will be up the Wednesday or Tuesday evening. 
Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, I'm going to check that out then. I just want to see what your thoughts are on it. Definitely. See if it's worth the money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Evan, um, what information did you have for everyone about Patreon and everything? Uh, well, I'll just put the link in the chat again. Just keep an eye on that. We should be updating it soon, hopefully before the end of the month, to start up our new functioning Discord connection with a little bit more user interaction for AMA videos and such. And then Evan, you're um, you're going to be posting the spawncast and everything for people to get right away on there. Um, uh, the uh, the video part, right? Like how we usually do that night. Yeah, I'll have to have to work out that kink so we can okay. figure that out. Yeah, 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 that's fine. That's fine. That way, if you're on Patreon, I guess you just get the video file. And then it just goes up on SoundCloud. If you just want to listen to your car, it's available for everyone there. Generally, what, like Sunday or Monday, Evan? Probably, yeah, probably by Sunday. Sunday okay, there you go. Yeah, Sunday. by tomorrow. There you go. Cool, very good. I guess that's it, guys. Make sure you check everybody's videos out, especially uh, Philip, his review on Monday, and then Max's stuff over Dreamcast Guy. Uh, definitely Tuesday morning. It's going to be really cool to see Infinite. I want to see that. So cool. Thanks, guys, for uh, tuning in with us. It was a lot of fun. Do this every Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And we'll see you uh, next Saturday night. Make sure you tune in because I have a bit of a surprise with a guest coming on that's had a little bit of experience with a game that you guys might be interested in. So make sure you stop by and check us out. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll see you then.